And I said, well, it's 12 p.m., so that's how You would think after this many years, I would know the lyrics to this song. It's not 12, it's 9. It's 12 somewhere. Oh, shit. And it's not 9, it's like 9.07. It's 9.07. Hey, you're listening to the uh, Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I am a host. My name is Marty. So just jump in. I'm uh, John. Oh, I, yeah. This is a mic check. Yeah, mic check. check. That's check, a hot check. Check, check, check. 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 Syphilis. Yeah, syphilis. Give me a syphilis real quick. Hey, it's Kruger. Hey. And it's John. I'm John. Beatboxing John. We uh, Cassandra had a very important audition today, so let's send good vibes of breaking legs. Good Why vibes. is breaking legs a thing? Uh, well, uh, apparently, the, the rumor that I heard, and might be true, is that uh, somebody said good luck to uh, Sarah Bernhardt, and she went out and broke her leg. Oh, so the opposite being yeah yeah I see, <clears throat> and she, wasn't she in King of Comedy? Yeah, I think that's Sandra Bernhardt. Oh oh, sorry, I, I don't, get them confused. I don't know that she hosts uh, Real People. Oh, that's Sarah Purcell. That's Sarah Purcell. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good bit. Good, good call. Yeah, this. wow. Like, doesn't that the thing you put on your hands to? That's Purell. Oh, Purell. But you're actually thinking of um, Sarah, John Connor's dad, uh, mother. Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Yeah. I was thinking of Sarah Connor when I said Purell. <laughs> I like to purify my hands with Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. With Linda Hamilton. Um, oh, the, the tan guy? That's George <laughs> Hamilton. Oh, my God. And it goes on and on. And we're really showing our age here. George Hamilton? I, isn't he in the Beatles? That that would be Harrison Ford. <laughs> oh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> That's that movie cars. from the 80s, Ford Fairline, starring... No, you're thinking of Back to the Future. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, by the way, if you want to join in on this ridiculousness, <laughs> good. It's that's, on the, up. that's on the Twitter, that's Nooner Podcast on the Twitter, or you can email us at NoonerPodcast at gmail.com. Oh yeah, anyone who's listening, please remind me at the end of this, I need to get cumin. Just send me a cumin, cumin. Uh, just a reminder. I need a reminder. I can't, re- I need, I, I'm out of cumin. I might, I might I have an live. extra bag. Well, actually. I was going to go to Sprouts afterwards, but I, Sprouts, Sprouts, and I just, I always forget. I need cumin. So yeah, remind me at the end. Uh, Tyson was mm-hmm. asking if that we had some pre-show music, and it was actually the Carl Stalling project. Carl Stalling was the arranger of. You're um, mixing it up with the Alan Parson project. Y- yes. Oh, see, um, now I've transformed oh, it to music. He uh, he was the arranger for all the Warner Brothers cartoons, and he used a lot of Raymond Scott music. Who's that? He was a sort of a. He did that song Powerhouse. Glenn Campbell, the singer? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. R.I.P. Oh, he died? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. He had uh, Alzheimer's. Oh, ALS? <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be Major League Soccer, MLS. <laughs> MLS. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours of this. this Keep is going. You, Keep yeah, it going. It's, it's fresh. Major League? Mm-hmm. With the the wild thing, what's his name? <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Yeah, Emilio Estevez was starring as the pitcher. <laughs> yes, wild thing. <laughs> Didn't he Not a lot of Emilios day? out there, are there? I can only think of one. I can, well, yeah. there's 
Gloria Estepan. <laughs> She's another one. To Emilio Esteban or Emilio something. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you're, I thought you were making that up. No. Oh, this is a fun game. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's Marty like, wants to get to the news. It's like an but improv I wanna, game. Yes, I, I, I sound yeah. machine. You know, like the, Do you want to uh, talk about politics? Because we could continue doing this for two hours. Uh, well, we, we can come back to it. Let's let's put a let's put a, a, a pin a, in this. A pin in this, and we'll we'll come back. You mean, uh, I thought you you mean penis or pin pin. <laughs> Sorry. Um, last week, I was like, I didn't want to talk about the news because I was like, oh, all this Mueller stuff is going to come out, and, and you know, it's going to change the landscape. And all nothing that, came out. Well, Mueller? no, a bunch of stuff came out, but it was all like just blacked out. Like it was all redacted stuff. It was. Yeah, it was redacted. Oh, well, you just talking about uh, Manafort? The, Did you read the other stuff? And um, it was all blacked out. Wasn't the other one too? The, no, the, I the, guess you're not really paying attention. The Michael Cohen stuff was also redacted too, wasn't it? No. Well, the the the, um, the stuff from the New York State Attorney or the, whatever the U.S. Attorney in New York, the Southern District, that was not redacted. Right. 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 That was enough to to send Trump to jail if he wasn't president. Oh. Yeah, no, well, not really, actually. That's not true. I mean, there's just so much more damning stuff, I think, that we were all hoping for, you know, more like... Who was hoping for? Me. You, you're interested in the constitutional crisis and the collapse of our government? Yeah. yeah. That's good. No, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in justice. Uh, oh, well, you're, you're in the, the wrong business, thing. baby. Yeah. I, it just... It, anyhow, there, there's a lot more to, juicy stuff that hasn't been... Yeah, but you're using words like juicy. It's juicy. Like, it, it I guess feels it, like a like he's I, either I, guilty of a capital crime, right? Or not. Right. I guess and I don't. I think he's more, too stupid. There are more answers that have yet to come. I guess right. Not so you know more substantive stuff, but you know the news cycle is just dominated by just what little we have, just talking over and over about the speculation. So what you want him to resign? That's what you'd like. You'd uh, like uh, you'd like a Nixon out of this. I think that. Then Mike Pence is president. Yeah, you've always yeah. wanted Pence to be president. No, well, I, it's your yeah. radical right wing no, anti-abortion stance. I think I'm all happy for him to go through to 2020 and then get booted out of office or you know by election. So what do you want? The and then, but because the a sitting president, supposed no, I just that's called democracy. I said I want him to get voted out of office. Then why are you excited about all this uh, but, juicy but stuff? But then I also well, I want answers. That's nah, you're well, a, you again. want answers for what? Because I can give you answers. I mean, I don't have to legally <laughs> Go prove it, but I can totally give you answers. What do you want to know? The P tape. I want to watch the P tape. You want to watch that? Yeah. You really? That's the key to this, isn't it? <laughs> uh, you just want to watch Trump peeing. You've always wanted. You've got a heart on for that. No, 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 no. He's watching people pee. Oh, who? Wait. He's watching some gals pee in a bed in a, in a Russian hotel. Oh, is that what it is? That yeah. w- once uh, held the Obamas. This. This bed, so they stand on it, take their panties off, and make a pee-pee. Is that really? Hey, you know, I mean, I'm sure Warren Buffett does some weird stuff. It's billionaire stuff, you know. They, so he goes in. He goes into this room, and yeah. the, the Russians say the Obamas uh, spent the night here because this is the room yeah. in Moscow. We have everything covered with like eighteen thousand cameras. Yeah. And well, here's the idiot who was wearing a hot mic and then was just in the old party van with uh, Billy Bush just saying the stupid shit like you. He, he you, doesn't have a lot of he's not a he's not a savvy dude. So he's probably not. thinking. <clears throat> I'm just uh, but that girl that was hired, probably a, a sex worker. OK, I which know. one? The one that peed thinking she's in the bathroom like she's got a handler. You know, she knows this is high level stuff like yeah. she's got to perform. She's probably right. pounding 
Gatorade or whatever the Russian <laughs> Russian equivalent. Gatorade. Like I, I mean, I pee a lot. Like, I have, a, I have the, the bladder the size of a gnat, but I, I mean, that's a lot of pressure. There's heads of state standing there and, and, and billionaires, and, and you got and a bunch gotta, of like spies. Yeah, you know? but you don't want to like fill up and pee before. Like I'm sure there's a buildup. I, I like I'm gonna little short film on her. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that really is. And she's probably, she, and given given the, the they're not on her timetable. They're on Trump's timetable. Right. Mm-hmm. So and he's they, like, oh, he's got to come in, and there's got to be some, like you know. Do you think they weeded the, out the the pee shy ones? Oh, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there was auditions somewhere in mm-hmm. Moscow. Yeah, <laughs> can you pee on command? Yeah, but to, to answer your question, I I don't like I was the answer idea. your question. Well, you asked me a question about whether you want pee or no. Which, you, one, which question? I ask you a lot of questions. Okay. Well, as I give you the answer, you'll be able to contextualize which an, which question I'm answering. I hope so. Yes. Well, what I'll I, let you know if I can't. Okay. Okay. Uh, in regards to what I want out of this, mm-hmm. I, I want answers. I, I don't like the fact that our democracy was has been hijacked, mm-hmm. and I also don't like him as a person. I don't like his policies. I don't like him as a human being. So I I would love to, because a sitting president cannot, or supposedly cannot be indicted, I mean, that's a, a questionable thing. It would be great if we were voted out of office and then went to prison, you know? And okay, so I, it just occurred to me that Donald Trump is fulfilling the dreams and wishes of everybody in the country. He became president, right? And the people who supported him the far right people wanted him to put uh, to stack the Supreme Court and to uh, tear down the government mm-hmm. um, and to act like the United States is the biggest economy in the world and throw our weight around mm-hmm. um, in ways that would keep and and also to bring back coal and to uh, fight against uh, China. Mm-hmm. In terms of getting jobs away from the the middle of the country and isolate the U.S. from the by shutting down right, the borders, right? Because to, to immigrants are, and refugees. These are anti globalists yep. who believe that immigration is a gigantic problem. They also believe that um, well, it's NAFTA, also just racism too. Yeah, and they're racists, and so all those people who support him are just having are just in love with what he's doing, and then all the people who uh, didn't want to be president were hoping that he would. Um, have a complete disarray, a screwed up situation, um, and there would be uh, no organization. They hoped that he would be accused uh, of crimes and he would be a complete clown. And right. he's doing that too. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's like a dream come true he's for He's a everybody. twofer. He's a two-hander. Yeah. You get, I mean, get everything. Really? Right. Let's, let's, let's well, and after, his da- after the damage he's done, those people, those globalists who, su- who supported his agenda, they can distance himself, themselves from him. Right. You, know? you mean like Tillerson? Yeah, people yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. They get yeah. what they oh, want. Oh, he was, uh, he was uh, illegal. I was telling him not to do illegal stuff. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a terrible time. Uh, but he's, I, like, he's like a, uh, in, in Harry Potter, that <clears throat> creature that, that uh, takes on your 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 fears, the bogart mm-hmm. or something, the bogart, bogart, yeah, bogart. He's just like that. He's just like, but ultimately harmless. Uh, yeah, he's ultimately harmless, except for you know democracy. Right, right. Well, well he which he is get, on its way out. He anyway. gets to exploit that fear, the fears in people. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. that's one thing. He, I mean, he's just he's just a, a dream come true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, he'll be a, a dream come true. You know, for me, he made he made uh, uh, George, the first George Bush look like a saint. I know that's crazy. That's well, it's not that crazy. He wasn't that bad a guy. Oh well, I mean that's arguable. You know, I just argued it and won. 
I think I did. That's a g- g- powerful argument. I think I, I laid out some things that he did wrong last episode. We don't need to relitigate yeah, that. Yeah, he did some things wrong. I've yeah. done some things wrong. <clears throat> yeah, but you didn't... Not you didn't run the CIA. Yeah, or did you? You didn't start... Not that you know of. <laughs> you didn't invade another country, you know? Uh-huh. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> I haven't, yeah. A couple, two other countries for, you know, not legitimate reasons. Okay. Okay. As far as you know, I haven't. I, no. You, I think if you were to invade a country, which you may or may not have done, you would do it for legitimate reasons. So when you invaded France, when you... I, I can make an argument that I invaded Italy for illegitimate reasons, but that wouldn't be fair to certain people who will probably never hear this, so I'm not going to say that. All right. That's fair. But uh, the, the, all this speculation that is going on is... is um, and also the the way that some news organizations have been spinning it. I by one that I mean one. I guess even Fox News has been like, "Well, this doesn't look good." Um, but it that's the the refrigerator. <laughs> okay, yeah. So Time Magazine they they named these um, captured, imprisoned, and killed journalists as their persons of the year. So including Jamal Khashoggi. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then the the five uh, journalists who were killed in Maryland. Um, oh, at the shooting. Yeah. At the shooting. Everyone forgot yeah. about. Yeah. And then the uh, journalists in the Philippines who have been outspoken against Duterte. So uh, and and the uh, the Korean journalists I think who went to uh, report on Myanmar, um, the genocide that's going on there. So. Um, I think it's it's very exciting. By the way, we're going to have another guest joining us later in the. Uh, in the show, Lance Guest. So oh, if you have cool. questions for Lance Guest, you can get them ready and tweet them in when he arrives. Um, we have a guest named Guest? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that a rule? It, it, it is a rule. His, that's not his real last name, but I just... Oh, okay. I'm, it's like sort of like uh, the, the a stage name? Yeah. No, it's it's um, just what I call everybody who's oh, a guest. Oh, I'm Steve know. Guest. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you were for a little bit. Oh, now I'm now Steve it's... here. <laughs> Steve won't leave. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm John. have nothing better to do on Tuesday morning because I'm basically unemployed. I f- my last name. I feel like the the... That Time magazine named these journalists um, and put Donald Trump as the, their number two person of the year mm-hmm. is like a fuck you to John, Donald Trump. Like it, I feel like it's to get like a it's an important thing to to celebrate the good journalism, but also sure. the fact that he has been shitting on journalists yes. for his entire life um, and. Well, he's, he's not shitting. In. He's been using them. He used yeah, yeah. the New York Post to become Donald Trump. He he would feed them stories right. as long as they said the word Good billionaire in front right. of his name, which right. he is not. So right. he, he comes from entertainment, kind of. So right. the, the press is PR. So Until they're, uh, and, it's and bad then, PR. Yes, yeah, so and then he becomes <clears throat> president, and then they write. Well, and not, not to defend him, but all they do no, is. No, go ahead, please. Somebody should. Well, I, I, the poor guy. No, he's a piece of whatever, but. Poop. It's. I don't know what's going on in the rest of the world because the American media is just fascinated with this mentally challenged seventy-year-old, or you know, who dawdles around the White House pretending to be president. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, okay, he's obviously unqualified and corrupt, 
when he's indicted, I'll tune in. But it's like this daily. He said this. He oh, tweeted right. this. I, no, I but, don't follow him but, on Twitter. Right. Like, you but my, my point is that like it's a he's seething right now that he wasn't named. They, he's not on the cover of Time oh, magazine. Oh, well, yeah. you can just print one up. You know, oh, one he, his, he's done that before. I, I know. Yeah. we've seen the photo. Like, but that was a whole story that he printed a picture of him as the man of the year at his stupid restaurant in stupid Florida. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's not news. Right. That's, well, he, but the news it's is just him being him. But it is also very important that we that we elevate and and good journalism and that's i think a big problem in the these times where facebook gets to defend themselves for spreading lies by saying oh we're we're just you know uh we're a platform and sure. and bad journalism gets profligated or whatever propagated throughout I like uh, profligated but propagated, propagated yeah, I like the first one yeah uh, it's not own correct. it just i didn't no. know it was not a word um throughout the uh, property everybody's everybody's feeds you know and then we then but he's demonize. not the problem he that's is why I'm talking he is about a journalist well yeah that, and, and that's yeah. the my my point is that we need to point out that like unlike newsmax or or breitbart oh you know these I don't are know info wars info wars the new york times they have they have fact checkers they have a an a whole you know, guideline by which they they conduct their journalism, and when they make mistakes, which they often do, there there is a method of correcting them, and that is not something that is pointed out uh, enough. I think you know, and not just the New York Times. I mean, every legitimate news outlet, and that's one. Well, what's but define a legitimate news outlet? A, it's harder and harder to a, define. A news outlet is something that has um, a whole ethical guidelines, you know, and they have fact checkers and they right. are held to account you know for their mistakes <clears throat> uh okay but yeah. yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean there, i don't think that there's a a hard and fast like definition of it but that that is my definition of it i just think people have entered their silos and they want confirmation bias so right-wing people don't want to hear that that immigrants aren't the worst problem we've ever had. It's just a thing that goes on because we we needed to grow as a country. So we needed, hey, come over here, strange people. You're going to build a railroad. Go. And then they never left. Like, they <laughs> never left. Well, I'm they, still here. Yeah, they, they, ended, they ended up in China. San Francisco, and there's tremendous dumplings and, up there. And I, I, I see that as a win. The dumplings tra- are better down here. You don't have to travel all the way to, to uh, Shanghai. But yeah, I, it's... Um, they just want to hear what they want to hear. So they go to Breitbart or Infowars and the same is for the left. They just go to Rachel Maddow who tells them she's got his tax return and she holds it up. And it's like, it's not the one you wanted. Like, it's not. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. Which is why we need to like, that's why I think that time did a good job of like, we want good investigative journalists who are, have a high dead. ethical standards who are dead. and are fact, killed. are fact based. And they're all dead. And, well, they're dead. I mean, they the, celebrated the ones who are dead. No, they're also imprisoned. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. No, but the the that's not their the point is to celebrate the deaths of people. It's the, the works of people. I know. I was making a joke, Marty. I know, but lighten up. Oh. <laughs> when does the comedy begin? We're 25 minutes. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, it started just now when oh, John no, was with, saying with his little saying, snapper there, yeah. a little, little cracking yeah. wise, uh, the top of the half of no. the hour. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you've just done <laughs> top of the half of the hour. We're going to do one every half hour. Yeah. Is it really? Is that 40 minutes of, uh, of no. politics? No, wait, not even there yet. Oh, 
It's only yeah. 26 minutes. So where do you get your news? I'm curious because you're a bleeding heart lefty. You, you, yeah. you, uh, is it the New York Times that you're uh, the gray lady is your, your jam? Um, no, because you have to pay for that. Ah, there, <laughs> there's, I, I've proved my point. It's, it's, no, it's harder and harder to make money right, in journalism. Right. So, And I was just thinking today, like there was a time when I had multiple, multiple subscriptions to magazines, you know, Time yeah. and Entertainment Weekly and The New Yorker. And Entertainment Weekly? Oh, I loved Entertainment okay. Weekly. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, that was actually... It was in but you pay, pay for great. for cable. You pay for right. Spotify or some version thereof right, of right. streaming. But and but, I realized like I don't do it for that. You know, because it brings you pleasure. You like to listen to uh, your old crappy nineties uh, indie music. You listen to super super chunk. So it's streamed into okay, your there, into your. They home. had an album last year <laughs> okay. that was. All right. Okay. 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 So, okay. So, so anyway, so uh, Matador, Ma- the Matador's greatest hits from the early '90s. You can listen to it. So you'll pay money for that. But for journalism, that own that is this checks and balances on on okay. on the world. You're like, uh, you're, meh. Your little, little fingers tighten up around those pennies. Well, I, I guess because I think it's <laughs> that be- was an anti-Semitic comment for sure. But I. Since I celebrated Hanukkah, it I, uh, wasn't until you just said. Well, it, right yeah, now right. I got to hang a lantern on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to hang a menorah on it, as we say. But. Uh, it's well, the 10th no, no. night of Hanukkah. No, everybody. no, but it's because there's, there's so much. <laughs> Let's go ahead. There's so much free content out there where, like, where you think, like, why do I have to pay for yes, it? Yes, that's then, the problem. Right, right. So I've been thinking about I should pay for the New York Times, but then I'd have to read it. Ah, uh, there's Those the articles are so long. Like yeah. USA Today, well, there's just here's and compact. Where friend, are the infographics? I need graphics. Well, here's the thing. And I, I enjoy their product. Onion. Not a... a <clears throat> Not read, but read to me. I mm-hmm. like the daily, which is the thing. You called like the, the daily, the podcast. It's a produced half-hour podcast that it does a deep dive on news or a story, and they bring in. Yeah, other it's just very well done, and it's yeah. not Trump today uh, tweeted. Host, like, I don't, I don't Michael care. Barbaro, Michael, yes, something and like he, that. And he's always whispering. Hey, it's Michael Barbaro, Hi. New York Times. But I, I, I've come to the point now where I need it every day. I talked to everyone. Did you, did you hear the daily today? Mm. Did you? Mm, did you hear that? And I should just pay them i should just send them money you really right. should but they have advertising it, right? i know but i don't have tv right. and so a guy in boston sits in his apartment he's probably on disability and he streams every patriots game uh 1080 60i you know he tweets out an illegal youtube Not stream 60p 60p no 60i well you can do it interpolated it, don't, or you that, can just yeah. Where welcome, did you study welcome, improv? Welcome to Geek Talk. So there was uh, this so, guy. It, so he he streams the game. What's games. his name? Uh, I don't want to give his name out, but you have to give it to me later. Then I, I yeah. he doesn't charge anything. He asks for donations, and I don't have to pay for. I don't have to go to bars now to watch Patriot games. And did so I sent him forty the, bucks. The game I said, on Sunday. Uh, yeah, it was great oh until God. the very end. Then it was not wow. so great. That was amazing. Um, well, oh, that's anyway. Welcome to Spudstock. You have a jingle for the sports, yeah. the Pat Sports Corner. Yeah, but so I sent him forty bucks, and I should do that to the New York Times. I don't read it. I don't right. read it, but I. Right. It's it's important is, that we support the things that we believe in. I like deep know? dives on subjects rather yeah. than the the daily yeah and musings I, of uh, President Dum Dum right and, and I, what he tweeted and like oh he spelled a, a word wrong like he did that on fucking purpose you know he doesn't type it in you know a staffer typed in oh let's spell let's spell smoking smocking and then and then boom, everybody lit up talks twitter about it. and then the memes and then he's just like 
like you said, he, he pissed off the left and the right. Goes, ah, leave him alone. There is no smoking gun. You're blah, blah, blah. But he did it twice. I mean, the I, fact that he did it twice is so deliberate. It's you know? fucking. They do it on purpose. Yeah. So don't you know? You're yeah. buying in. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm. I'm more interested in the journalists that, that so ex- the new york times entertainment weekly us weekly all the weeklies not what us. else what else do you listen or Come how on. listen to oh you, people no. not us yeah I, us weekly or just us no no no. It's, wow what did you listen to wow wow wasn't that a thing wow dynamite magazine dynamite, <laughs> dynamite and bananas <laughs> Banana. what's scott bayo up to oh man he, he and Christian sean McNichol. cassidy and Christy will McNichol. they or won't they <laughs> I had, I think I had uh, issue number one of Dynamite. I, I think I do too. Yeah. I think Sean Cassidy was on the cover of it, wasn't he? I don't remember. Uh, well, uh, no. For you millennials, you could just go get a cup of coffee now. Yeah, the, yeah, the old, yeah, the old yeah, timers yeah. are going to talk oh, about wait, magazines. Wait, wait till Lance Guest gets here. <laughs> we talk about Jaws for the Revenge for twenty minutes. I can't wait. Um, <clears throat> but we're, like, we're because uh, I haven't seen any of the movies he's been in. You never saw the last Starfighter? Oh, I guess you were too old for that. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't see it. I saw the first Starfighter, not the last one. <laughs> That's, that, that joke's brought to you by my dad. Just entered my body for a second. Oh, my God. I, 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 now, was, I don't know why I said that. To my son. Yeah. I think you've, you've hit our demographic right <laughs> yeah. there. With that, that was joke. for the old timers going, oh, they're talking about dynamite and bananas. Right I, need, now, I need a dad joke to fucking seal it. Tyson is rolling on the floor right now. Sorry, buddy. No, no. Uh, with laughter. Oh, I'm sorry. He's, LOLing. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, so we got one. But person. do you watch electronic news? Do you watch the MSNBCs, the CNN? Oh, you know what I really the, like? Uh, oh, CNBCs, I, I, the MSNBCs, just have it CBDDs on, on all the DVDs, just in the background yeah. with the crawl saying Trump said smocking, oh, and, and you're like, yeah. oh, that guy's a jerk. He went to he went to an Ivy League school. Yeah, yes. that really does that lower the Ivy League? It yes, does. No, so I, I was at a trivia, not- which I've never done before. I went to trivia night at a bar, uh-huh. and one of the questions was naming all of the Ivy Leagues. And I was with someone, well, not mentioned, did not go to college, so uh-huh. he looked. He just gave me this this sheet of paper. Uh-huh. Oh boy, they're they're hard if you don't, you know, have them at the. Yeah, there's always one I always forget. I know you know because when you go to an Ivy League, Cornell. Uh, Dartmouth is where I always forget. Oh, no. but he he was going. Are they? Is there like one down in Georgia? Like no, no. there's not. Florida. Mm. Mm. I, it doesn't even go as far as as DC. That's Pennsylvania the, is the lowest, uh, yeah. most southern. Is that the most southern? I mm-hmm. think so. Not is Prin- yeah. Princeton's above it. Yeah, yeah Princeton's yeah. in New Jersey. Well, yeah, but isn't doesn't New Jersey go below Pennsylvania at some point? Uh, I don't, yeah, not I, not I don't in Princeton. So. Not Princeton. No. Yeah, Princeton. I think is close to New York, northern New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. New York's got it's, two. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I always forget. Too. Yeah, Cornell is the one you always forget. Cornell for Columbia. me, it's, it's Dartmouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, how'd you do? Did he win? Uh, second place. Oh, that was good. pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Let yeah. me know next time we go because yeah. I, I love some pub trivia. Yeah, it was fun. Never you know, been, here's yeah. a here's an interesting piece of trivia. I have never lost at Trivial Pursuit. Now, I I used to write trivia okay. for. We Jeffrey should be Online. a trivia team. And yeah, but the interesting thing about never losing Trivial Pursuit is that there's a tremendous amount of luck involved with Trivial Pursuit. You have to land on the pie, and I, I, it's not like I get them all right. It's just that I have, and I've actually said that every game I say I've never lost, and I've been down like one pie piece to five, and then I come back and win. He's played twice. Yeah, so <laughs> two out of two. <laughs> do you know the game? Do you know the board game Clue? Yeah, yeah. everyone's. Yeah. I, I I'd never played it. I'd heard all the stories. I actually seen the movie uh-huh. before I played it. Uh, all versions of it. 
No, just the one in the theaters. I think. Well, no, they they were listening. Yeah, I was. Oh, you went and saw it in the theater. I think I was a kid. You were the person who. It was it was me and my father. It was a, a dad's weekend with the kids, and so I played it in high school on LSD. Okay. And you, you, and you were like, yeah, Mr. so you know, there's there's Mr. like a little little envelope, and you put the Mr. Paisley the, who, did it. Who did it? In what room? With, and with what implement? Yeah, and he uh, did it with time. So I rolled the dice, and <laughs> <laughs> it was Dennis Leary in which, the afterworld. Just, a friend of Timothy Leary did it at Marsh Chapel <laughs> at Harvard. With window pane. No, I, <laughs> so the very first time I'm playing Clue, I'm on LSD. Okay. I roll. I go. I, I do the guess thing, and I guessed it the very, the, oh my the God. very, and I'd never so played. That's the key. That is it. If you want to win at Clue, drop some ass. But you, you were playing with like a bottle and a, like a. No, we knew what know, was going on, okay, and, and so it there was a freaked week. everyone out. That oh. I just went. I don't know, Mister Mister Mustard. With Colonel the, Mustard, and then if it was like any candlestick, other, I, no, I played an uh, like an off brand. We, Clued, Mister Mustard, in the sitting room with uh, a bottle of Chianti. <laughs> I did, we, we didn't have all of them. I know, and I just I nailed it, and everyone took just took a step back and went, "Whoa!" I'm sure it's. And then you all talked about it for four hours. Uh, yeah, then we just listened to, uh, yeah, Procol Harum or whatever. Is that a band? I, listen, I, that I a think it's, band. it's profligate. The cocktail. Profligate horror. We listened to, listen to traffic for two and a half hours on acid. God, oh my. Not, not the, uh, the thing that happens in cars, but the band. Yeah. Look it up. It's good stuff. Yeah. Mm. A lot of flute solos. What's the, what's the, uh, is it Cream that had the uh, Ginger Baker's, what's it called? The giant drum solo that goes on for 20 minutes? Sounds like Ginger Baker. Oh, what's it now, called? Um, he was a, a redheaded gentleman, and, yeah, uh, so. and he calls himself. Well, that's not his real name. That's his nickname. Because he's, and I feel like we're getting close to the word ginger being the G word. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I, I I worked at this post house, and they had hired a bunch of people that support staff. Are you I, a ginger? No, no, no it's, I'm gray, but yeah, but they had some. I mean, some real redheads, red, like yeah, red. Yeah, and I, I, I almost asked the owner, "Do you guys just hire gingers?" And then I stopped myself. Yeah. So I said, "Can I say gingers?" Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, don't know. It's, I feel like. Well, it, I think it used to be bad, and then it, and then it. They took the okay. word back. It, they, yeah, they took the word back, and then I think now it might be bad again. I don't know. You know that? Uh, are there any gingers listening? Can we say ginger? Is that offensive? Uh, statistically, there probably aren't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Empirically, it's, there empirically, probably aren't. Yeah. Yeah. There's probably one guy with black hair. Yeah. If, you, if you have red hair, please uh, tweet in, uh, send us an email, call in. I think we do um, have a couple redheads. Walk over. Um, uh, we, do, we do have a couple redheads who listen. Do you, uh, do you, you think prefer, so? Prefer, no, actually, I, I'm almost 100% sure. Oh. So uh, do you like to be called Ginger? Uh, ginger Baker... Was the drummer for Cream? Cream, yeah. And he used to advertise. And Cream was uh, was it Eric Clapton's yeah. band? Yeah, one of them. One of his many bands. And Ginger Baker, I remember when I first moved out to LA, advertised in the LA Weekly for drum lessons. He would give drum lessons. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought, wow, that's weird. And then, and I, did you take it? And then I thought, I don't have very good rhythm. Oh. I, I don't think Ginger can help me with that. And if he's advertising in the LA Weekly, there must be something wrong with it. Yeah, him. I don't think it's the Ginger Baker. It's a <laughs> yeah, a Ginger Mike Baker who yeah, happens to, to have, have red hair. Red hair. Yeah, <laughs> how you doing? Were you in cream? Yeah, yeah. in my coffee. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a stripper. 
Oh, Ginger, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ginger from Gilligan's Island. She mm. was a redhead-ish, yeah. or it was dyed. So I guess that was okay. But Tina Louise. Who? Yeah. Tina Louise. Still, Tina Louise from, from uh, 30 Rock? Tina no, Fe- that's, that's, that's uh, Tina Fey. That's uh, um, uh, Faye Dunaway. Faye Dunaway. From <laughs> Chinatown? <laughs> yes, from yeah. Networks. Yeah. Network. No, from, the from second Fox? one. <laughs> Networks. <laughs> the off- from the Cable News Network? <laughs> the off-brand um, network. Written by uh, Patty uh, O'Reilly. <laughs> Patio furniture, yeah, Baba, Baba O'Reilly. Oh my is god, is this an improv? Or is this, this is, is this just no, word diary? This is Both. just, just. It's the worst improv game ever really... invented. Oh, so Ash Williams wants us to name all the milfs. All the what? Yeah, huh? All of them? Yeah. Well, um, there's my mom. There's, oh my She's god. <laughs> Do you know what milf stands for? Yeah. Okay. Mom is looking. Okay, <laughs> but fantastic. <laughs> Mom is looking fantastic. Mom is looking fantastic. I couldn't. Spe- I spelled milk. <laughs> milk. We were talking about cream. Uh, <laughs> ah, it all comes together. Yeah, in a white room with dark curtains in the station. Okay, we're gonna get sued. Yeah. Is it dark curtains? I don't. I don't really. Don't so then, if I think if you get and the I, lyrics wrong, you can't get. Was that? Sued. Is that a cream song? Was that? Yeah, uh, it is. Okay. I was singing it earlier. Earlier. Oh, I yeah. I just yeah. stole your bit. No. Went further mm-hmm. with it. I just let you sing it. Oh, As opposed to you guys talking over me. <laughs> <laughs> so again, I thought that was the format. Yeah, it is the format. My the format is also me going. Oh, nice. So, Kevin's heart. I almost said Kevin Smith. Kevin Hart was um, <laughs> set to uh, set host fire? the Oscars, and he then stepped down because people were complaining about his homophobic tweets and jokes that he used to tell in the past. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the reasons why people were mad is that he said, I'm not going to apologize. I've been through that already, and people are just going to have to deal with it. And then mm-hmm. people are like, well, no, that you, a, you didn't really there was not a very strong history of him apologizing for his homophobic jokes. And I guess one in particular is how he was, wasn't going to be able to um, cope with having a gay son. Mm-hmm. And then it came. Uh, so that's then, hilarious. Yeah. And <laughs> well, then, I actually, that's I read, a good one. Somebody read it on the, one of the podcasts I listened to, and it wasn't really funny. Yeah. It was just sort of like, I'm going to hit him over the head. If he turns out he wants a dollhouse. It's like, that's not even funny. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so he stepped down from the hosting duties. Um, and it also might even it might not, might not have been a, a homophobic joke. It might have been an anti dollhouse joke. Um. <laughs> all right. I don't know if we want to piss off big dollhouse. It, yeah. um, <laughs> if that's if that's what you if that's the the, the bull you want to poke, you know. Um, so that wasn't one of his jokes. That was a tweet. It was a tweet. But in his stand up. Of a decade ago, he had made some anti-gay. But it was, it was j- actual joke, like constructed yeah. jokes. Oh yeah, that wasn't. That was. I'm going to hit my son over the head if he wants a dollhouse. That wasn't a joke. That's really not that funny. No, no. even when I say it. No. <laughs> try, and most and things that you say are the pretty funny much gold. Yeah, try it again. No. Try the timing. No, no, yeah. yeah. And and speak into the mic. Hello. So. People, so he, so one day last week he was going to host the Oscars and yeah. little diminutive African American man. Yes, he's funny. Yeah, who and is? Then, I think he's very. funny. And then later that day he's he also wasn't. very short. Mm-hmm. Yes, diminutive. Yeah, I got. I have to look that one up. Yeah, yeah. it means short guy. 
Okay. And then the next day he was out. Yep. It was like a one day yep. in and out. Yeah. I would have loved to have been in the room as they were figuring out. Mulling that over. Mulling over what to do. Now, here's my question for the Academy. Yeah. Does no one have a computer? Can can you not vet someone? I, I, I don't know. It's yeah. Just go through their tweets. Well, and- my understanding is they've asked a bunch of people and they've all said no. So they get, they're just down, and now nobody wants to do it because basically you do it and then you get made fun of and and it's a... Well, also the Oscars is just a dying show. People, Mm -hmm. it's too long and they were going to shorten it this year, but it doesn't matter. People, if they made it 30 seconds, then people would watch it, you know, Mm. but people just need things that are bite-sized now. By people, I mean you, you millennial fucks. Um, And when you say that, you realize you're, 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 you're talking to like one person. That's kind of mean. Yeah. Here's what I do. Here's the fix. And they both have red hair. So we have a billion channels coming at us. Uh, however you get them, you know, your TV has all these cable channels. Who's, who's got it this year? ABC? It's, right? Yeah, ABC. Or, or, like they, they own other ways to get it to you. It should be hosted by like seven different people and you can watch seven different broadcasts. Like you, mm, you they should, you know, they should have like the idea. funny one. They should have the, the gay one. You know, like a really like song and dance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I whispered. We should have the black one. That's a good idea. Oh, my, my wife likes that idea. Yeah, so you're like, oh, I want the black one. Okay, cool. It'll be like making fun of Whitey the whole right. time. But the, but the speeches are the same. The speeches yeah. are the right. same, but so there's, like, there's seven like a, different yeah, podia. Seven like, different podia, yeah. and just you get different feeds. Yeah, it's a really good idea. That's a really like that. I like that, that idea. All right, well. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's just like, oh, it's Terry Bradshaw. Well, we're, know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sports, yeah. yeah. Sports version. All right, what are we going to do here? Who's a. Uh, I didn't see this movie. Bradley Cooper. Oh, the Coops. The Coop Man. All right, what are we going to. I went to a party with him once, I think. Bradley Cooper? Doesn't he make barrels? Yeah. So in the fractured zeitgeist that we live in, each person should choose. You know, uh, Billy Eichner would do a great one. Sure. Just snarking through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so uh, here's another stupid then, award for sound editing. Boring. Right. Like, get up and, you know, like that's that's what we want. We, we want to see it through the prism of multiple personalities not just one ring to rule them all so or the perfect host you apps no 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 no. i think you know the president oh yeah like like god that would it it would be the most watched tv show of all time yeah liberal hollywood would be booing him every and then of course the counter protests and la would burn to the ground because oh yeah you know, all the uh you know, the, they pr- the proud ratings. boys would show up and pro- it would be like paris what's what's going on in paris right now but like a hundred times bigger yeah it would be amazing yeah and then also if you had um uh he would win every category yeah <laughs> he would just, oh, i won again <laughs> um yeah so what do you think about um like there was some criticism that that Jimmy Kimmel had uh, done the Man Show before, and which was like very sexist, mm. and he hosted mul- multiple. It was times. ironically sexist, right? And I it think was, that's was, the well. I mean, there's the, the girls on trampolines. Is I don't know if that's ironic. That was really happening. I think Camille Paglia consulted on that show. I think she was. Yeah. You know, I think oh, it had yeah. a feminist undertone to it all. Yeah, um, that's the only feminist I. So do you think it's my very go-to? Good. Do you very, feel like there's deep. a double standard? Yes, double standard for what? For people's history. What I was just saying, John. I interrupted the the flow of the point. Oh, I don't, okay. What? So what? What was your thesis? What that that? Sh- why wasn't Jimmy Kimmel? Oh, like because because uh, Kevin Hart's black and there's a double standard. 
Oh, do you think that's yes, what it is? Yes, absolutely. At 100%. Oh, really? Yeah. But Chris Rock has never said anything controversial? Never. Yeah, I think... But don't you think the times have also changed, too, where people are more... Um, the times have changed. They are... People are... The times, they are... So like Nick, do you need to... Do you need to Nick Cannon... Nick Cannon was talking. <laughs> John, what, like, what don't you understand about doing a podcast? Like everything. <laughs> I don't understand how he's got to take a piss. No, what I'm trying to to do something, but okay. I'm also trying to keep the conversation going uh, so that I can do it, and then it okay. Will, so you, okay, well, Steve and I are going to talk among ourselves. So if you if you um, who's if, Nick Cannon? He's a, he's a guy. Didn't he have a show in the eighties? Yeah. Uh, Oh, that was Cannon. He's the uh, host. Yeah, Cannon. No, do you think of Ironsides? Mannix? Yes. Mannix. BJ and the Bear? I, I, don't, I don't know. BJ and the Bear. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. So would you host the Oscars? No. That's no? A, no. no? I, I, I'll give you a million dollars. I looked at my old tweets, and I realized I probably can't. I, I'm not vettable. Or, really? Yeah. What did you say? Just... Racist stuff, you oh, know, just general, just just the general racist, normal racist stuff. That no, one I, does when they. But tweet. the day that Kevin Hart said he was going to host, he started deleting his old tweets. So that's what I like. Didn't anyone at the Academy say, "Just look at his his past work, and then you can see maybe he's not right for the show." I don't know. Um. Anyway, anyhow, we can come back to that <laughs> later. I I, I just feel that the context is everything and if also if it's funny it's that's also helps too and having a, a gay a bad gay joke doesn't help your your no if you're gonna have a gay joke it should be it really should be funny, funny. Yeah. yeah yeah um hey everybody we're we have in studios uh in studio um well dining room okay <laughs> at <laughs> yeah. the table at the table we have lance guest um and i should have an applause stinger but i don't uh, but get right on that mic right. just like just like yeah, as yeah. close as you can. Yeah, well, you, you've you done music before. I actually can't hear myself too well. Oh, okay. Well, then uh, Lance is an actor. Hello, hello. hello. A, a California native. You. Maybe I just can't hear. That's possible. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Yeah. I can hear you. Yeah. I can hear Send, me in check, my own head. Check. There you go. Oh, there you Does go. that help? I don't want to blast any other interview. No, no, no. no that's you, your, that's, that's your, just for your own personal thing. This um, that's this me. No. I think you're the next one. Yeah. Okay. Try, try giving right, that a little squeeze. Little thing. No, that's actually me. This, oh is, God, this is excellent no. radio. This, this baby. Bloody try hell. that one. Try you that sure? One. Hello, hello. It's not radio. Nothing? No. Okay. Oh, try, no, the, the, try, the, try the second one. one. Second one. There you go. So, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's my leg. <laughs> oh, that's my penis. Damn it. Don't stop it. All right. Well, just. This is scintillating radio here. How am I coming through to the. Can anybody hear me? They're loving you. Exactly. Nobody's listening. So that's an interesting question. I'll just suck on the mic here. And there you go. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's the one. That's the one. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. Right on. So, Lance, you're an actor. I am an actor. Yeah. Have been for some time. How long? How long have you. When did you get started? What was your first professional thing? My first professional gig was um, I was the understudy at a for the guitar player for this when I was twenty I think it was a, a, a musical at the at that time called the Huntington Hartford and it was this woman who was like a her name was Gretchen Cryer and she did a uh, it was like a one woman show but she was she had a band she was oh. like a rock singer and so so she um, it's actually uh, Gretchen Cryer she's uh, John Cryer's mom. 
and really, really wonderful lady. And I was the understudy for the guitar player. And I, and I was like 20 and she was, you know, I don't know, 35 or 40 or something. And it was like, a, you know, did was you, like, like a, the romance interest or something like that. But I don't think I ever went on, but it was a great, oh, it was a great yeah. gig. I mean, I, you know, I got paid 400 bucks a week to, you know, play guitar. So that's was, was that in Hartford. Yeah, Huntington Hartford, when it was called that, yeah. Oh, cool. It was called I'm Getting My Act Together and Taking Wait, It on the Road. In Connecticut? No, no, no. Huntington, Huntington Hartford in Hollywood. Oh, in Hollywood. It's oh. now called the uh, Montalban. Oh, yeah, the Montalban. yeah. Oh, Vine, oh, right? Because yeah, yeah, you went to UCLA, to be, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. UCLA. Okay. Uh, so for those of you who don't know Lance, he's been a, a leading man. He's been um, on Broadway. You've done now uh, like lots of character work and just a, a, an incredible career. Wow. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you were obviously best known for being the last Starfighter. I was, I was the last Starfighter, yes. And how old were you then? I was 22. That's crazy. Wow. 22. Yeah. And so you were the star of that. That was a... From 1980, 1982 or? 84 it 84, came out. 84. Yeah, it took a year to make. Yeah. And it was direct. Not to make, but to, you know, Directed release. by Jace, uh, uh, Michael Myers, right? Um, Nick Nick Castle, yes. Who played the. <laughs> AKA Michael Myers. He played the original Michael Myers in yeah. Halloween. Yep. And yes. the irony is then you went on to, oh, before that you were in Halloween 2? Yeah, the sort of the sequence of events was. Um, wow. I got Halloween 2 in February of 81. And uh, and Nick is good friends with uh, John Carpenter, and so uh, you know while they were editing editing it, um, Nick was like, "Oh, you know, I have a project that I'm working on." Um, Who's well, that? Guy? Was he Michael Myers in Halloween too? No, uh, no, okay. that was uh, Dick Warlock. Because uh-huh. no, Nick was doing other stuff. Uh-huh. Nick did um, Escape from New York, and he did all these other things. Nick's great, and uh, so. Uh, so I, that's how he sort of saw me. This is unbeknownst to me. I find this out like 30 years later. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. Um, and so I just went in and auditioned, uh, you know, right down here in Glendale. And and uh, I got the part, uh, Halloween 2. So I was that was my first movie was Halloween 2, like the first time. I that's what you got your, your, awesome. your SAG card on? Um, well, I got my SAG card and uh, I did a show called, uh, remember Lou Grant? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah I Lou love Grant that show. Great show. Yeah, it was yeah. a great show. And, and uh, I was, that was the very first thing I ever did. It was uh, early, like January of 81. That's the Mary Tyler Moore spinoff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy. One, one of them. Yeah. That's crazy <laughs> to think of it like that. But yeah. yeah. But, and it was an hour long drama as opposed to a half hour comedy. Yeah. And it was really good. It's a great show. Yeah. It always it won all these Peabody Awards. Yeah. And all these, like, That's journalistic awesome. Journalistic awards and stuff. There are always great people on her, you know, Bobby Walden, Daryl, and Linda, and everybody. I sold popcorn at Asner once. You did? You yeah. sold popcorn to, Yeah. To it, was, it was in Seattle, and I used to sell popcorn on the street, and uh, they had the SAG after, or the uh, SAG. Uh, convention you oh know, wow it was like 20 years ago oh yeah and i was just like i'm such a huge fan of his oh he's so great and that's so why I, I, he came and ordered the popcorn and i i did it and i was like i'm not gonna say anything and i finally yeah. said i've got a theater right there and, and i love you and you're fantastic ah! and he said okay great <laughs> give me my popcorn please <laughs> give me my popcorn god damn it <laughs> he is he is that guy but he's just a rock you know he's such yeah a, you know and i was on the show when he was, you know, he got in a bunch of hot water with uh, his support of the El Salvador and oh right, that's right. oh that wow, was the yeah. big political issue at that time, um, and he was, you know, he's like a big old lefty and yeah, and uh, he he really stuck to his guns and Nate and they, you know, they really gave him a lot of crap and I, I don't know, I just always liked him, I just yeah. always really respected him. Yeah. So you came out of the gate in like 
as the start of your career, just like just guns blazing. That like, well, uh, yeah, the, I'd actually, you know, Lou Grant was. I started auditioning in early November of '80, and I got my first job in early January. Uh huh. And I was doing a play at the time too, so it was kind of it was all kind of just. I was expecting it to be two, you know, years of pounding the pavement and like what everybody says, and I kind of got, I just kind of got lucky. They just said, "You okay? Start going out." And I just, but then, uh, so, but it took you this long to work with Marty. It took me this yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's how it works. That was my, uh, yeah, that was my. But what, so, what was like Hollywood bat like back then? Like, did you do the whole party circuit and all that? Not stuff? at all. Not at all. All of my friends were were still at UCLA, and I, I basically had to drop out of UCLA because I got my first job in Woo Fall Quarter. Winter quarter. I had to drop out winter quarter because at UCLA they they don't really like you to work. Right. So if you work, if you miss anything at the time, if you missed anything, they just kick you out of school. It's like, hey, don't don't hang out here waiting for your movie gig. You know, you're paying <laughs> you're paying two hundred and thirty four dollars a quarter. You can go do something else. So they're the, UCLA. I mean, I love UCLA, but it was kind of if you started working, they're like, okay, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, and <laughs> you, crazy. But you were probably just like, "Fuck you!" I'm on. I'm on. <laughs> well, that was my. That was my. I'm on a rocket to stardom. My goal, yeah, because I was. I was like, "Well, I better start now." I was a Literally. sophomore. I was like, "I better. I better start now." Yeah. if I'm going to have anything after college, cause, right, right. So I, I started. Sense. I figured I, I gave myself like a two year ramp up thing, and it ended up being like two months. <laughs> can we can we go back to this? Uh, how much? A- a quarter semester? How much was it? It was two hundred and thirty-four dollars. I have a seven. I have a seventeen-year-old, and that what you just said really hurts. I know. I'm so sorry. Oh, I that's insane. I have a fourteen-year-old. Oh, that that is crazy. Well, it's it's similar. It's just uh, ten, ten, a hundred times as much. Yeah. Well, it was it was it was the you know the the seventies California tax oh. situation. Yeah. Oh, where we're damn you know, socialists. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Uh. No, it it. it, it College Thank was God so for great. Proposition Thirteen. Or yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Um, and it's we're, so funny. We're, we're dating ourselves, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what this podcast really is about. Yeah, it's really about how who's old older. Yeah. 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 Wait, so you're in Seattle? The, you, you were from Seattle, or you? I I moved there right, right after college. Oh, okay. But you're you're from. I'm actually from New Hampshire. Oh, New I'm, Hampshire. The, I'm the person that you've met in your life. Now you've met one person from New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. It's the uh, live free or die state. There yeah. You go. Yeah. yeah. Good yeah. people up there avoiding you know taxes in Massachusetts. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's full of libertarians. It's kind of a crazy place. It, it is full of libertarians. Uh, yeah, we, we, you can buy fireworks there. Yes, I yeah. bought so many so many fireworks that I lit them off. And wait, why were you in Ham- you drove up from Connecticut to New yeah, Hampshire? Yeah, through Massachusetts. Yeah. yeah, fascinating. No, no, he went around Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, I went around. <laughs> went to New York and yeah, cut yeah. across because it's a, easier. I took a ferry. Um, I, I love New England. I, I'm a Californian, but I love New England. I, Oh, by the way, this is John and Steve. I didn't. Oh, hi. Good morning. How are you? Nice to meet you. I'm John. I'm Steve. Hi, Steve. We're the morning team. We're the zoo crew here. John started (laughs) Sacred Fools Theater. Oh, terrific. Are you familiar with Sacred Fools? Who? Uh, Kurt. Kurt. Kurt Bonham. Is he still there? Oh, no. He moved. Oh, he moved. He moved to uh, with uh, Jamie to uh, somewhere in the south, far away, which is unfortunate because he's awesome. Oh, they they moved to wait, Jamie Andrews. Andrews. They moved to Atlanta. Atlanta. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But they're still, I think they wanted to do the whole acting thing there. And I, had, I knew a bunch of other people there too. I just can't recall them all now. Right now. Let's, let's think about it. Let's see. Steve. Dun, 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 Tom. Dun, Steve. Tom Keish. <laughs> no, um, uh, what was his name? Um, uh, um, yeah. You know, Mad Men. John um, Hamm. John Hamm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's from Sacred Fools. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Well, he did two shows there. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, famous people, lots of famous people. Yes. So you do a lot of theater then? Like I, I have. I mean, I started out doing it, and I sort of stayed in contact with my, my uh, UCLA friends. We started a theater company downtown uh, called City Stage uh, in the 80s. And uh, and then I went to New York, and then I went to, and then I was doing stuff here, and then I went to um, there was a theater. There's a theater company called the Road Theater. Do you know the Road oh, Theater? Oh yeah, in North Hollywood. We were the first. You know, we 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 moved into that space. We had actually two spaces before, and uh, we uh, I remember we sort of built that first that, the space on Lancashire. Now now they got two. That, that's a nice space. Yeah 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 yeah. It was was a, was, was uh, that the Road back then or yeah? The, okay. It's always it was always called the Road. I it it was going I think a couple of years before I joined, mm-hmm. but then when I, I joined, I was there for. I don't know, fifteen years or something, and I, you know, I'm still, I'm still technically there. <laughs> and then I went to, you know, then I, I moved to New York and to do our sh- to do a million dollar quartet in the million what quartet? Oh, oh million wow. million dollar quartet. Yeah. Do you know about that? Oh yeah. Well, I know about. I was it. It was a show. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the million dollar quartet is uh, Elvis and Sam Perkins and. Um, Sam Phillips, uh, yeah, Howard, uh, Carl Perkins, Sam and Perkins. Jerry Lee, and Johnny Cash. And you played. <clears throat> I played Johnny Cash. Awesome. <laughs> you can see that on YouTube. Uh, you were on Letterman. Yeah, that, yeah. That was, ex- that was, it was fun exciting. to do a little mashup. So that, w- that went to Broadway, right? Yeah. Yeah, we were in Chicago for about mm, a year and a half, and then we got a we got this break, and we just we, we opened on Broadway. You know, it's like, okay, you're going to Broadway. Okay, good. <laughs> that's insane. We got to move. You know, my wife was ecstatic because she's from New York. So that's awesome. You know. So it, it happened really fast. Well, um, seems like it, it always seems like things like that happen forever. It's weird. We <laughs> we we went to Broadway before we went to Off Broadway. We went to Broadway and then they they had a tour after our Broadway run. And then those of us that wanted to stay in New York, I wanted to stay because my kid was in school and I didn't yeah. want to like go on the road. I'm, um, and so uh, we had an Off Broadway run for like a year. Oh, awesome! New World stages there, and yeah. you know, on fiftieth, and, and uh, it's it was just really fun. Uh, um, but yeah, we did we did we did a production in Seattle or in Issaquah, actually, at the Village Theater there, and then um, we did one in Daytona Beach, and then we went to Chicago, and it was like a sit down in Chicago for like I think it just closed after like seven and a half years, but we were there for a year and a half, and then um, we went up to do the Tonys. We were like the uh, intermission, not the intermission, the commercial entertainment. Oh, for a couple of the segments, you know, when you're when you're there and there's like six thousand people at Radio City, and you know they have to pause for a commercial, so everybody just sort of sits there, and yeah, maybe some somebody comes out and talks, or they show a video of some you know theater in Ohio or something, and then and then uh, so our one of our producers was a guy that does runs a lot of the most of the award shows. His name was John Cassette. He's no longer with us. He's a really great guy, and John said, hey, I got some guys. We can just put them on stage and they'll do it. They do everything live. You know, there's no, we don't do any track. We don't do anything. So we played all the instruments live. We did all the stuff. There was no orchestra nor anything. And Anybody and, playing rhythm? Uh, I was playing rhythm guitar. And oh, the guy but, but I mean, like drums. Like, yeah, then we had, our, our basically our, our, our orchestra was a, a drum bass and bass player and yeah. drummer. Yeah. So it was Larry And you, Lilly, you were the Corey. guitarist? I was one of the guitarists. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, you know, Carl Perkins, you know, basically invented rockabilly guitar, right? <laughs> so, Carl. I mean, so we are my buddy Rob. He he uh, he was the lead guitar player, and he played Carl, and then Eddie played uh, Elvis, and, he, and Eddie could do both. He could do rhythm guitar, and he could play the guitar too. Oh, awesome. And then uh, Levi Levi Christ just killed it. He was the he was the uh, piano player. He played Jerry Lee. Oh, that's oh, awesome. awesome. So you know, he was like this. 
John plays keyboards. There you go. Oh, you yeah. know, one t- one time I looked out in the audience, you know, the professional that I am, and uh, I would <laughs> we're, we're sitting there playing toward the very end. I look at who's in my seats, you know, and it was Greg Allman. Oh, and I wow. was like, how cool is that? <laughs> that's I love really Greg awesome, Allman. Mr. Share. So <laughs> right? that's right. Yeah. So he was like kind of giving the old, you know, he's such a stone faced kind of guy yeah. most of the time, and then as soon as Levi started breaking out his, you know, whole lot of shaking, yeah. I see this like smile come on his face. It was just like. Made my day. That's just so cool. Uh, Tyson writes in, he says, The Last Starfighter is one of my favorite childhood movies. Um, I have it on Blu-ray, and I can't wait to share it with my son in about 10 years after The Music Man, probably. So, um, What? What? Because Robert Preston was in Last Starfighter, and and he was The Music Man. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So what what, what was he like? Does he have a son? Why is he going to wait 10 years? Because his son hasn't been born yet. Okay. Yeah. Due in January. Well, wow. oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Planning, is, planning is, movies in vitro. This is our our listener. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I, Ash Williams says Good that. On you, uh, sir. He says that Seth Rogen wants to remake the Last Starfighter. I know. I heard about that. I keep wanting to run into Seth. But like, his hey Seth. But his show right now is kind of like the Last Starfighter. That that I thing so, on the Hulu. The Hulu thing. Yeah, yeah, I was told about that. Yeah, so you told me about that. Yeah. I mean, the the basic premise of the Last Starfighter is that you're good at a video game. Right. And I can't even imagine you ever playing a video game. Yeah, I'm like yeah. the worst. I'm yeah. the worst video. I know nothing about video games. It's terrible. Yeah, I actually said that last night. I did. And everybody, and, and just got cackles from, yeah. the, from the. Because from it was just a else. sound effect. It was, and yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and because he's good at this one video game, it's a training vehicle for yes. Starfighters. I mean, it's, it's a genius idea. I mean, John, yeah. John had a genius idea. And, yeah. And I'm really surprised that nobody else. Did it before that, but it yeah. sounds like, oh, yeah, let's write the movie. Well, there weren't that many video games that that's at true. That time, that's yeah. true. And then, so then, how why the fuck are you doing this play with me and like, <laughs> like all these other like I yahoos? Will, I will tell you because it's, I read it. I mean, I, I knew Care from the Road Theater a long, long time uh-huh. ago. And, that, that's uh, the director of the play. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Gary Lordigan's the director. And we did a, a play together at uh, the Road Theater, and and it was kind of a goofy, slapstick kind of farcical thing. And uh, I read. But we do want to just explain what the play that we're doing. Oh yes, the play is called Special, and it's about the the creation uh, and the miss, the 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 sort of perfect storm of of mishmash, uh, artistic disunity that that led to <laughs> the uh, the Star Wars Holiday Special airing once, November seventeenth, nineteen seventy. For millennials, that's uh, Tommy Wiseau esque. Yes, it's, uh, yeah. The, perfect storm of bad but yeah. but it was like it, there were no to- tommy wiseau's in it it was no. it was all like quality top people drawer, yeah. Top yeah, drawer people. The yeah there was no it wasn't like some, it was just different drawers that's, <laughs> that's what it was i mean to me you know i learned this in in high in i should probably tell first what it is yeah. okay it is a uh, a six a six actor multi-character um it's not an imagining. It's based on a lot of a lot of facts, but it's also some things are sort of filled in for artistic purposes. But it's it's how did this thing happen? How did this thing get put together? Who was involved? The writers, the directors, the producers, the and what sort of guys. decision making went yeah. into to that would include B. Arthur and yeah. Harvey Corman with you know Harrison now, Ford, now part yeah. of Star Wars canon. Yeah, yeah, B. Arthur. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so it's um, we got a great T-shirt that says "May the Force Be Arthur," and there's this great <laughs> picture of B. You know, as the Akmina, the barmaid. Um, so, anyways, uh, uh, it's really great. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, what happened? So, so Andrew, Andrew Osborne, the writer, just writes, okay, well, let's just 
tell the whole story, you know, and he, you know, they're always different. There's all this trivia about, you know, who did what and how did they feel and everything. And all the people that went together and you cannot imagine a more disparate group of artists as far as what they're known for, you know, get George Lucas being this very serious guy that invents this whole world of star Wars. And then you've got the marketing guy that says, okay, we got to keep this in, in everybody's mind. So let's do a special. And at that time in, in the late seventies, remember the late seventies of like everybody Just had barely. a special, everybody, you know, John Denver had a special. Yeah. Right, right. Everybody had specials. You know, it was, it was the easiest uh, thing to produce. And urinal. Yeah. yeah they're, had they're a whole the show. show. Yeah. They're in the show. And, and, it's just, it's just every. It was just a, a cheap thing to do. Get the talent; they come on. It's the sort of the Lawrence Welk, you know, yeah, haw yeah. variety it was show, a, a pageant format. of yeah. sorts. Yeah, it, it, it's a, a, a different variety time. show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it it was a it, you know you it's it's been going on since Aristophanes. You know, for jokes and songs. You know, so it's like so you, you, they did that forever until Saturday Night Live, and Saturday Night Live kind of killed the variety show because. They just were yeah. great. And, but then they brought it back uh, with Michael Bolton on Netflix, you know, the variety oh, yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and who's, who's that one? Uh, Pink Lady? Remember Pink Lady? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Ro- yeah. Robert Altman and Pink Lady. <laughs> right? <laughs> no. No, that was Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, anyways, so I, I'm sorry. I'm taking a long time. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's, it's, it, it is, it is this, it is Star Wars put into the variety show format. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine that. Star and, Wars seen through the prism of Bruce Valanche. And it's yes. like, if you do yeah, it, it really is actually. What, yeah. if, if you do enough cocaine, it yeah. all makes sense. Oh, that's yeah. what I was going to say. And, and it's the venue is like a 40 seat theater yeah. in the middle of Hollywood on a shoestring yeah. budget. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, it's, it's like funny wigs and hats. And it is a very sort of slapstick sort of, you know, people are getting dressed and sticking on wigs. And I mean, you know, Marty plays this great part where he, he's always having conversations with himself, you know, because he's playing two different characters. And awesome. So and then Kara comes on Friday, right? Yeah. 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 So Kara approached you. Yeah. I said, Kara sent me the script out of, you know, out of the blue. And I, and I was like, oh, what's this? And he says, okay, here's, and he sent me this, this special to watch the special. Oh, gotta, dear. That must have been hard. It's it's hard to watch. It's, 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 it's I haven't I haven't made it through. Really? And yeah. Really? I didn't. I've watched really, many pieces. Of I've it. watched many pieces too. It's the kind of thing where it's like, okay, can we? Let's just, just go. Let's just go forward. Oh, oh, wait. There's Diane Carroll. Oh, okay. What's she? Yeah. Is oh, it a two-hour special? Yes. It's, well, it's no. It's ninety minutes. Isn't ninety. It? Uh, it was originally two hours with commercials. Yeah. Oh, there you, I guess yeah. you're right. Oh okay. my God. Look at you doing some math. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so. Anyways, I get I get the and I was a little bit like I'm. You know I. I was in the movie last Starfighter, and I've sort of been involved in you know people that are like big Star Wars and fans and stuff. But I was never, yeah, you go to cons never and stuff. Star, yeah, I yeah. was never like the Star Wars guy so much. But I've learned enough, you know, over the years about stuff. And I mean, I saw it when it came out when I was like seventeen. But the I got the script and I re- and I saw the special. I'm like, oh my god, this what what is this? And then reading this reading the script just. I just thought it was so hilarious. Yeah. I just thought it was such a genius idea because it it really zeroes in on that lack of unity when you do something. And it just goes to show that if you try to mash everything up and put all these disparate things together, it does not work. Mm-hmm. And that's that happened. And I noticed that from the very beginning in working in Hollywood is that the more sort of people you got together that didn't really understand each other the worse the product got because you were in jaws the revenge i was speaking of of speaking of yes Uh, michael kane they must have thought like oh it's gonna be dramatic gold or i don't think they ever thought it was dramatic gold. but it actually was a very um 
to me a very credible kind of family drama script to begin with. You know, they they got a guy, this Michael the writer, and he he had written some good uh, some television movies that were you know very decent, and mm-hmm. and you know he was a, he was a good writer, and and uh, he's still around, I guess. He is a good writer, um, but then we started to add the what was possible, what kind of shark stuff could we get. Uh, you know, what footage could we get? Can we do what he says on the script? Because it's a, a little bit of a magician act of when you read the script, you kind of go, oh, I, I follow these people. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a shark that is, you know, knows who the family members are and they travels, you know, to from whatever Martha's Vineyard to, you know, the Bahamas and knows who to get, you know. And that's a little... I said, a, little a little much, much you know. I mean, even for a horror movie, it's a little much. So it was this. It was this odd combination of sort of family drama, sort of TV, good TV movie, and crazy shark stories. So, and you you took on the, a character, an existing character. Yeah, I, had, I played Mike Brody. And, you know, uh, Quaid, uh, Kevin Quaid played or uh, Dennis before. Dennis, Dennis Quaid, Quaid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did I say Kevin Quaid? Yeah. Is that like an athlete or something? I met Dennis Quaid. Um, He's way more famous. And you were just um, like watching him, and it's like I got to do that. Gotta, no, no, no. <laughs> No, they, they, at the time, sequels were uh, nobody had any f- respect for sequels. Back right, then. there were good sequels. Empire was a good sequel. Godfather, Godfather Two was, two a, was good a good sequel. Yeah. But most of the time, when you heard sequel, you were like, uh, "Oh, they're milking it." God. Yeah. So nowadays, you know, they do sequels all the time. But then it was kind of like shorthand for mediocrity. Straight to. Uh, the, the drive-in. Kind yeah, of thing. right. And so, you know. But you got to be in the Bahamas for yeah. a long time with... Yeah, they, I didn't have to audition. They offered me the part, you know. It was like it was a universal thing and they're just like, hey, call up Lance. And that's why I'm doing this play. They didn't, <laughs> uh, they, I didn't have to audition. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I mean, but so this play, by, by contrast, I think is very, uh, the way it's written is, is it, the points, the points are very clear and it, it's like the writing to me is very evocative and it's it really nails the the chaos. Do you guys tackle the fact that that Harrison Ford really didn't want to do it? That, oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you, all, I've oh, seen yeah. the special. It's terrible. It oh, is yeah. uh, videotaped cocaine. Like it is yeah. just. And don't uh, get stoned if you watch it because then it will feel like it lasts an eternity. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not a good story. Do an movie. amphetamine. Do, yeah, do yeah. an up, not a down. Yeah. It'll, <laughs> and there's a great bit where when George is pitched, George Lucas in our show is pitched the idea. He he goes, wait a minute. What do you mean? Uh, we had that scene, and he says it's yeah. ninety minutes long, and he's like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." Uh, you know, my last movie or TH eleven thirty, it was only eighty six minutes. You're talking about a feature length stuff. So in his mind, he's going, "How am I going to make this last for ninety minutes?" Yeah, and that's probably the biggest problem with the script. Yeah, with the with their special is that it's it's like filler, filler, filler. Everything is filler. Yeah. Right. right. Cue, cue the musical numbers. Like, yeah, I get yeah. the cartoon. Sort of yeah. Stretch things George out. George sort of foresaw that. You know, and Lance does Harrison Ford and oh. it is just hilarious. It's, it's so much so fun. I don't want to say these lines. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he, I don't know. I, yeah, don't give him a taste of the voice. Okay. okay. They, they have to come, they have to come and see the show if you want to see Lance do, do Well, it's, it's very, Harrison. it's very fun and it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's like if you see the special, you have opinions about it and then you watch the show it's like, oh yeah, they did that. Oh yeah, you know, it's yeah. You won't be disappointed. Is it uh, available uh, illegally anywhere? On YouTube, it is on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know if it's legal now, or not. Going because I'm going to go see the show. Should I w- rewatch it before or should I come oh, with yeah. fresh eyes? Um, I think that you can rewatch it. You can yeah. rewatch it, or you can okay. flip you, to you your can. favorite parts. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the Diane Carol. Carol. Yeah, yeah. That's I, just. That's, I mean, it's it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And that we want to stress that the people involved. 
the actual a- actors that were involved and the writers were very top drawer people. Yeah, they Pat really, Proft and yeah. Art, uh, Carney. Yeah, Art, Art Carney. Carney. Yeah, Harvey Carney. I mean, Forgot I was a Art huge Carney. Blazing Saddles fan, you know. Yeah, and and oh, Harvey Carney's great. Harvey Corman. Yeah, and and everybody, you know, and 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 it's just. Harrison it's, Ford turned out to have a pretty good uh, yeah, career afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I say Mosquito that, Coast was yeah. good. Yeah, 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 he did that. Yeah, and I love all those people. It's like they're all great. It's not. It's not like it affected anybody's career. It's just that the question is, how did that fucking happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The thing that always sticks in my mind that I I remember from it is the interminable dance. Uh, and I talked about this before. Yeah, the, where, the Wazan troop. Yeah, yeah, it was just like the unbelievably Wazan bad. Oh, yeah. and it just, but it went on for five or six, or it went on forever. Right. right. But that's what, that's the thing is, it wasn't because they were bad. Right. It's because it had to be just, they were like, stretch it out. Yeah. And it was a different time back then. Like if you watch, the, I think I mentioned this last week, how the Carol Burnett show, the, the sketches last like 10 minutes, mm-hmm. or 11 yeah. minutes. And that's like, you can't do that. Now. Can't do that now. Yeah, yeah like and, nobody has the patience. And some of the like Bruce's ideas in our show, you know, are so outrageous. But then you think it's outrageous for this for the show, right? It's not but, outrageous for like Carol Burnett did weird so stuff all the time. Bruce Valanche is a famous comedy writer who who wrote for the Oscars yeah, and, yeah. and did all this variety show stuff. And he actually read this script. Oh, really? Yeah, and gave sub substantial notes yeah. right about yeah. it about historical inaccuracies really and yeah and that was incorporated into the play That's yeah. Awesome. yeah it's pretty cool i mean like what would like what if he comes and sees the show oh, no i mean he might be the thing is people are so sensitive about this show because they know it's so bad but but the point that i'm making is like you gotta understand you gotta look at it through different eyes yeah everybody know? came out okay from yeah, this everybody you know came out the okay. wazan troupe went on to yeah. be cirque, well, cirque du soleil, soleil you, you know, know? Like-, <laughs> like everybody did well you know, so and and you know, and it the idea of the idea of um, uh, even the dogs like it. Yes, <laughs> the, the 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 idea that everybody should be really sensitive about the about what happens is kind of like it's been long enough time. It's been forty years. Let's let's look at it for the weird are there re- there really people who are concerned art. about making fun of something that's. Like forty years old and well, involves all these really well, but it's about still... the people themselves. So like, oh. you know, like Carrie Fisher was famously, you know, did a ton of drugs. Like Bruce Valanche talks about, like uh-huh. they that was the time they they got high together. Yeah, and so we have it was to nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, right? and and we addressed that. Everybody yeah. was on drugs. Yeah, but it, it, I was on drugs. I was Wait, 12. You were 12. <laughs> yeah, I was on Coke. I mean, it was around. Everybody mm-hmm. was doing it, especially in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire. Yeah. In, the, totally... in the late 70s. Yeah. That's late 70s. part of <laughs> a lot of Coke. What don't you understand about living free? Okay. <laughs> wow. They really are libertarians up it's, there. It's yeah. actually live free and die, is what yeah. it's called. <laughs> then live free die. so you die. Yeah. So you're, you don't want to, you're not making fun of the people. You're celebrating. Well, that's, it's a fine line. It is a fine line. Yeah. And that's it's a, that, it's a fine line, but it's I a fine line, and they're think, way on the other side of that. They're yeah, yeah, we've we've done a, just a running leap across it. <laughs> but yeah. they should. But it's like it's. It, I feel like it's not mean spirited at all. I feel like it's 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 like you know this shit happens. And right. Let's just acknowledge that it did. And part of doing this in a very comedic way is heightening things the way that you know every impression is sort of heightened well know? i mean one of the things that uh, somebody said to me a long time ago and it's totally true is that nobody sets out to make a bad movie right which is astonishing really <laughs> when you like look at some movies yeah but yeah 
I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I think the best of intentions were there. And yeah. there's a particular sort of alchemy that happens in Hollywood where we get all these people involved. It's not just like one writer has this idea and he gives it to one director and that director goes, oh, okay, I like this. Let's make the movie. And then all the actors agree with what's going on and then they make it. Yeah. That never happens. It's always like 50,000 people have their own opinions and, you know, it's... But this was a marketing totally. ploy. This was in between Star Wars right. and, yeah. and and Empire. And, he, and it was it to was, keep the brand alive. Right. And, so and it wasn't was, George Lucas didn't say, I want to do a, a variety no, show. No. I mean, for Lucas to be like, he's not a I mean, victim. I don't want to give the play away. I no, no. Don't. But he's not a victim in this. Like He, he turned out okay. Yeah. But also, I think he, he was somewhat- His wife is lovely. He was somewhat craven. Not craven, but he was like money. greedy about it. I mean, he was he was exploiting something. You know. Well, again, we always say, I mean, I'm not, I know this for a fact, but the, the, the merchandising for this, he made a lot of money on the merchandising and that basically financed his creating his own Hollywood. I mean, let's, let's not forget George, George Lucas went outside the system, created his own Hollywood in his own studio in Marin County. And, right. And he's like, Hey, you know what? I, I want to do what I want to do. So rather than compromise, I'm just going to make my own Hollywood. So you got to kind of respect that in a way. You know, it's like he's just doing it. He's like, it's a do it yourself. I totally respect that until I saw The Phantom Menace. Oh, it's Sadly. not that bad. Oh, some people love that movie. Some some people do. <laughs> some but people it's, come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, okay. Do you get recognized on the street? Um, uh, not so much on the street, but I get recognized in... Um, uh, like I was going to physical therapy for my hand, you know, my hand, I wrecked up my hand and the guy next to me like knew everything I had done. <laughs> I said, really? Yeah. It was so great. You know, I was like, oh, thanks, man. Um, I mean, because you, yeah, like Harrison Ford looks similar to what he did yeah. younger and you have evolved, I guess. Well, I know? have a beard and oh, I yeah. lost uh, some of my hair. So, uh, oh. <laughs> and I'm, you know. Almost sixty years old. So, uh, well, he's in his he's his mid seventies, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm Harrison Ford's a very, very famous guy. Although he's famously uh, can sort of duck back in the eighties or so, he he would be able to duck in and out of places. He always had this big beard and he wears baseball hats. And he kind of blends in sometimes. And then he put know. on the earring, and then it was all <laughs> <laughs> all downhill. Uh, like right now, nowadays, like there's. A, a, like an idea of like stardom being like a package thing where everybody has a team, like all these movie stars have it, like a, a mm. they have their publicists, they have their agents, they have their managers. Like, it's is a, that what a team means? Yeah. Publicist, agent, manager. Yeah, I believe a lawyer that, in there too. Sure, okay. why not? Yeah, it's so like four the quadfecta, four people. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta have a point guard and a center. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and someone has to play defense, and too. then you gotta have a deep bench too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so sports like, talk. When you were like got started that was there that for you were you at all like being packaged as a movie star well um uh i had an agent and i had managers that kept coming after me wanting to be you know wanting to be my manager and wanting to tell me i had agents that would pursue me and i basically just had one agent and then i you know i left that agent to go with another agent i probably had about four agents um I never wanted to have a bunch of people telling me what to do. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. What I, was that? I wanted to make uh, independent films. <laughs> I wanted to make films that I wanted to watch. Uh, you know? Sucker. And uh, <laughs> so I, I basically, from a very young age, I, I was like, nope, this is what I want to do. This is who I like. This is what I want to do. And you can't do that unless you do a lot of um, you know, stuff that you don't want to do that makes money. And then when you make, when you make money on the things you don't want to do, then you get to 
choose whatever you want to do. But I never wanted to do that. I thought that was like sell out, man, sell out. Right. So right. I was I was a jerk. I mean, I was whatever twenty one years old. So that's what twenty one year olds are. Yeah. And so uh, I ended up doing that. I ended up doing a lot of stuff that you know wasn't really necessarily what I wanted to do. Um, but then you got to do stuff like The Wizard of Loneliness. I did. I love The Wizard of Loneliness. Nobody saw that movie, but I, I love The Wizard of Loneliness. But that was fulfilling uh, your dream then. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> but, you know, other things. You know, there were people I loved. I loved, like, the work that John Sales did in the in the 80s. Oh, did you get to work with stuff. him at all? No, I never did. I always wanted to. Were there um, any, like, heartbreak uh, moments of, like, oh, jobs? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, I read this one script. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, about the American involvement in uh, the Spanish Civil War. You know, there were Americans that went over and fought in the Spanish Civil War. And it was, you know, sort of, le- it was left-leaning, I would mm-hmm. say. And I read this script, and I called my agent. I'm like, what do I have to do to get this part? And she says, well, you know, they're auditioning, Bobby. If I auditioned, and I went in, and I got the part. It was the best script I'd ever read. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got a phone call from uh, from the director, uh, Nick, and he said, yeah, the good news is uh, you got the part. The bad news is uh, they don't want to do the movie. They're afraid of it. It's too, you know, it's Who too, is the director? too much commie shit. Um, I think it was uh, Nick Meyer. Oh. Um, and uh, it was a great script. It was I can, a fantastic script. I can see that Steve is already f- forming a Nancy Meyer joke. In <laughs> no, the, no, no, I didn't. No, okay. not, not at all. No. All right. Um, let's see. Nick, Nicholas Meyer. Uh, and then another play I did uh, right after Starfighter came out. I, the real, real thing is that there was a, a, a great indie movie about uh, the Appalachian uh, fiddle championship up in the in the like in the middle of the mountains in the blue ridge mountains that's a franchise in the making and i played and i played like a you know like a hill country guy you know that played fiddle and Mm. it was really really great script it it read like a documentary it looks just like a doc it looked like a documentary and i loved it and and i was cast in that and you know we went out to shoot it and then they shut us down they said oh it's not going to make enough money you know nobody goes to see rural movies anymore so that's terrible yeah those are my heartbreaks yeah and there was oh there's one more um uh, uh, it was I was a uh, daylight savings time victim. Um, they they stayed the uh, producers of this movie stayed for uh, you know they stayed till Sunday morning before they had to drive back to or before they had to fly back to New York. And I went in. I had an appointment at one o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And I went in and I'm like, hey, I'm I'm here. And they all looked at me like, well, they they stayed as long as they could and they had to go. And they go, what do you mean? It's it's one o'clock. And they go, did you set your clock? Oh no! Did you set your clock forward? Oh no! <laughs> and I looked at my my girlfriend, and, and we just and I went, oh, and they went, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and you know, the guy that got that part is like, you know, has been like ruled Hollywood for for mm. f- four what, decades. What, what was the risky what, business? Uh, oh, <laughs> oh. And I remember it's like uh, Mike Fox was a, was my neighbor at the time. And Mike's like, you got to go in a risky business, man. Everybody's going in. So I, so I, I was like, okay, make sure I get on risky business. And yeah, holy mackerel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's did, a mystic. Yeah, he never missed another Sunday. Yeah, yeah never again. Back. So did you, wait, you didn't, uh, did you get to meet Paul Berkman or? No, that, that that was the director. Hey, I didn't. He was, uh, 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 he, you know, uh, he. I missed him by an hour. <laughs> oh, I was early and everything. It was great. Uh, I kind of, you know, slept in. You know, we had some yeah. breakfast and everything. Plus, <laughs> he showed up. Oh, wow. good. You know, this looks like a good project. And they all looked at me like, dude, how could you keep these guys waiting? And I was like, what? What, what do you mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, that sucks. Yeah, but that's a very real actorly thing to do, right? You know, actors are. Known to be. Well, now you have Skype. Now you could just meet the director later that day and talk to them. Like, you yeah, know, and you your know. phone automatically updates. So we should explain to our our millennial listener that uh, back in the old days, you had to reset your phones 
I mean, your, your, no, phones. your phones. Never mind. They did. I can't yeah. even remember what it was like. Yeah. Manual clocks. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tyson wants to know if you're on Twitter. You're not on Twitter. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, not. I'm barely on Facebook. I just, and I just have, you know, my friends from people I worked with and my friends from high school. People always want to be, you know, my Facebook friends. I'm like, I'm, if I don't know you, I can't be your friend. Do you, do you guys, have you guys ever been to conventions like any of these cons i used to work for star trek.com and i went to a star trek convention oh. yeah and it was interesting because you think that star trek fans are actually um you know you think of them as like 20 year old geeks living in their mother's basement and actually they're all they're 50 year old geeks yeah. living no, in their no, mother's they're, basement they're 50 year old <laughs> lesbians who work at caltech yeah oh. well, that's yeah. really what there were a lot of those Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's yeah, so you, mainstream. You now. do that whole. Uh, is there a circuit or, or? It's not really a circuit. Every year you do a few. You know, yeah. like I do. A, I'll do some. Some years I'll do three. Some years I'll do none. Some years I'll do one. Right. You know, it's 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 not a. It's it's a. It's 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 not. There are some people that do every single one. They go and do every single one. I yeah. I, I don't really do that, but but um, you know, once in a while, there's the ones that I go back to, and and it's always fun, you know, because you, 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 I have to say in L.A. When you meet people that are all, they, they, they gotta, you know, they gotta spend as much time with you and they, and they, you know, they get all nervous and they, they just treat you like a thing, yeah. you know, you get treated like a thing, which is weird. And then, but actually in conventions, they, they really don't, they really know how to, the people that go to conventions are actually very, very respectful and really kind of cool. And you get a chance to actually talk to mm -hmm. people that are that are your audience, you know, that you yeah. don't get to do. Like in the theater, you go backstage and you, after the show, you meet somebody outside and they talk to you about the show. But in movies, it's like, okay, cut, wrap, we'll see you at the screening. Right, right. And you don't get that, that personal That connection. feedback, yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> people, ooh. <laughs> yeah. I know some people are like that. I was never like that. I was like a total ham, you know. I just... Oh, thanks for coming. Well, you like people and Marty doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that no. It's really hard being with you guys right this moment. Yeah. Oh. The feeling is mutual. Yeah. Oh, John. John I'm just kidding. No, I love you. John, what are you gonna John is teaching a, a, a film? This is class. the last class. So are you it's a final, it's the final, uh the final. It's actually the final. So I but I don't have a final, so the, the papers do. So I'm showing um, the Nightmare Before Christmas, because I only have an hour and a half. So it's basically, a, and Nightmare Before Christmas is an hour and 15 minutes. And I bet you if you take off all the credits, it's under an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because all that animation takes a lot, exactly. of, a lot of people. Um, what? So I don't think anyone, I, think, I, don't, I suspect nobody's going to come to class, because they all have other finals that are more important. Yeah, and then they want to watch a cartoon. And I made this, yeah, it's optional. Uh, and I couldn't. Last night I was looking for. I was going to show it's a Wonderful Life, but that's a two-hour movie, and I only have an hour. And What's and American about the Nightmare Before Christmas? Nothing. I mean, it's just it's just the last class. It's just something for. It's the idea was I'll just show something, right? And and uh, that people can show up for because my class is about showing movies. It's called it's a Cal Poly Pomona, and it's um, a film in American culture. So what I've been doing, and this is this is an arts requirement. Like when I I asked the the uh, students. Why are you taking this class? And the almost universal answer was because it's the um, art requirement that doesn't require dancing or drawing. And so I said, okay, we'll wow. see about that. So I changed it. So <laughs> everybody has to turn in a, a, a choreographed drawing about <laughs> a movie. Um, you have to watch Mean Streets and then do an interpretive dance. Yeah, that's a good yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so this last class is, is kind of... Um, you know, it's a, it's a bonus class. I really don't expect any, hardly anybody to, to watch this movie, but I think I told him I would show something. Yeah. And 
What's like a Christmas story? That's more American. Well, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, if you want to get technical, it's an American movie. It, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It's. I mean, the whole the whole theme of the uh, semester has been about how movies are are myths and how movies um, express our uh, national beliefs about ourselves or examine them. So I'm looking at like you know we watched Thelma and Louise and do the oh, how'd that thing. go? Over? It went great. They really liked Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Uh, and I mean the one movie directed they didn't by an like, Englishman. Yeah, <laughs> well, they, they, well, it's it's very it's very 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 American. Yeah. It's really interesting about gender politics, and the kids really thought um, that things are a lot better. I watched it and I was like, oh, it's pretty much the same. Nothing's changed, and it's you know twenty five years old. Um, and uh, we watched uh, Hidden Figures and things what, like that. What was the one that they well, didn't like? They didn't like um, On the Waterfront. Oh, because it's black, black and, white. and white. I wow. mean, there's a, there's a disconnect. These are these are not these are all like engineers and accountants and stuff like that. Um, and they they don't. They, there was this. A lot of people answered questions. I have you know different questions for the movies, and they'd say, I'd say, what do you think about what did the production design say? And on for on the water that they said they used old cars to communicate that uh, these were gang- <laughs> these were gangsters. And it's just like, yeah. Why did why you know? And it, you know, why was it in black and white? Well, it shows that it's old. Sure does. So they, they, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That's. I mean, but but you realize that the, the culture has changed so much. Yeah. It was. I mean, at the time of On the Waterfront, the majority of people were doing union jobs, and right. The majority of people were doing, you know, what it's so called blue collar jobs, and mm-hmm. you know, there was a large middle class. There was a, lot, it was a completely different culture. Mm-hmm. And now it's really not so much that way. No, it's really true. And it's really true. You know, that's what's so great about that movie is that it has that. Yep. Kind of. Yep. I'm just not a Rod Steiger fan. I'm not, or they are. I'm not. You're not. No. Why? I think he's a. Ha- I think he's a ham. You think that Rod Steiger is a ham? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I have another friend that has that. He he said he said that he was a. Rod Steiger, there he is, chewing the scenery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really I notice it that much. You I, can make that argument later in his career. Yeah. I don't think in On the Waterfront he's oh, much okay. of a ham. Have you seen it? Um, you should come to my class. I'm not going to show great. it again. It's a great they, movie. They really <laughs> hated it. It's a great movie. What's the most American movie? The most? The most American. American movie. That's a good... Well, It's a Wonderful Life comes to mind. Um, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because mm. it's Christmas. Mm. Um, but Christmas wasn't... Was, is, I mean, it's a global phenomenon. Why? Why? Christ was born here. Wasn't he? <laughs> he was in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem. Oh wait, no, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> Oop State. He was a New steel worker. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Am I, I wrong I, about that? I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. Listen, I, I'm a professor, so by I think... definition, isn't American movie the most American movie? The movie, uh, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, pretty. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or like, like Top Gun what do you or think something. Is the most American movie. <sighs> Oh, let's let's say let's no. just be mean and say whiskey business. Oh, too, too <laughs> oh soon. God, so too good. Soon. Such a great movie. That Paul no, Brickman is a genius, and that no. that guy they got they could have gotten somebody got. better, he's but he's, he's a little short. Him. You know, they should have gotten somebody who's around what, six two. Yeah, they um, should have gotten. Yeah, he was yeah. too short for that. Yeah. Really. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what an American movie. I you know, don't know risky what that means. business. There is a there is a case. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I mean, in the world of uh, you know, in the world of John Sayles, Mate One was my favorite. That was my favorite American movie. Oh, you know, City of Hope is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. That's a John Sayles movie that like I feel like nobody saw except me. But man, is it City of Hope? That's a John. Yeah, Hill. yeah, no, yeah. That's, that's a really movie. great movie. 
And it's it's really about local politics, and uh, I just love. So, it. what makes an American movie then? Like what? Well, I, my my class is about uh, film and American culture, so it's 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 about um, our our um, our myths about ourselves. So, one of the things that uh, is our myth about individual an individual can change the world, right? And that's what our whole, I mean, we have, we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. And, and that is, um, that, that, it's interesting because if you look back at 1776, that's not a given. That's not, I mean, we come from the European tradition up until very recently was basically there's the most important per- thing, person is the king. Right. And then there are nobles and the aristocracy and everybody else doesn't mean shit. Right. And it's basically who you're born as is it was, you know, that was a system for a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And or then if you got money. If you had money there, you, you could be not. Well, even, I mean, the idea of having money and having that change, you know, didn't really start happening until like uh, the late uh, 15th century, you know, and then, and it's, you know, it, it, it took place in uh, the 1600s, 1700s. Uh, what is it called? The Enlightenment, right? With uh, Voltaire yeah. and and the ideas of Rousseau and and the 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 uh, theoretical underpinnings of what became uh, the United States um, was what that was, those were all new ideas, um, and so so part of our our national idea is that individuals have a right to do what they want, and then we have at the same time. And you see it on the waterfront, right? and in all these movies, you have this idea of the the individual following their dreams versus loyalty to your your group, your family, your 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 union, your your job, your you know whatever your tribe, your tribe, your yeah, clan, exactly. Yeah. And so loyalty and belonging and community is really important, and so is individuality. And then you have um, within that, then you have these problems of race, obviously. Which you know uh, go back to slavery um, and immigration. You know, almost everybody's an immigrant, but we have a, a long history of hating the newcomer uh, as in general and being very prejudiced against that. And and you have you know, so one of the movies we saw uh, we watched was um, Better Luck Tomorrow, which is an independent film about um, Asian Orange American, County, right? Orange County. It's a really Asian good book. John Cho's in it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And. Uh, and so that, and that's really about you know uh, stereotypes of of because these are overachieving Asian kids, high school kids who basically start a crime ring, and then they uh, end up killing somebody. Based on a true story. Yeah, based on a true story, sort of. Um, it's not. It's not really based on that true story. It's, well, it was inspired, yeah, maybe inspired, in a way yeah. that Westchester High, I think it was. Yeah, and um, like anyway, so th- and that has all those themes. All the movies really have those themes, and then you have. Uh, gender, you know, and and so what I've seen over the past, this is the first time I taught this class and I started to really think about how you have movies, Hollywood movies are very progressive and movies have this um, structure that is very American, which is that there's a protagonist, right? And they start off in a situation and then they want to change something, you know? And so I'm trying to sort of communicate that to my students and it hasn't been completely <laughs> successful, <laughs> but you look at, if you look at it, you have an individual protagonist who who thinks that everything's fine except this one little problem, and then they go on a journey and they change things. And in a lot of American movies, they change 
the world uh, a little bit, right? Yeah. And in a lot of cases, that idea, I mean, you look at the civil rights movies like Hidden Figures, it's the it's it's a cartoon version of history sure. where this like in Hidden Figures really the if you look at it, it's like what these women really you saw the movie, right? Did you see the movie? I didn't. It's didn't. really good. So it's about women who worked at NASA. Out. Oh, no, yeah, no, I know what it's no, about. Yeah. No. yeah, and so... And I don't like the space I program. Yeah. <laughs> or, I don't like, or, or women. Or women, so yeah. That's, that's, a, well, that's well, two X's. Yeah. You know. nope, so nope. What, it, it, the, the, the message of the movie is really that these women just really needed... They were, they were faced with racism and sexism, and what they really needed to do was just stand up for themselves. And yeah. once they did, everybody went, oh, yeah, it really is unfair that we're treating you black women unfairly, even though you're geniuses. You're right, and it's kind of, which is why, like John Sayles is a, a quintessential yeah. American yeah. filmmaker. Um, like, so you love Mate One, you love what, what was your City of um, Hope, City of Hope, uh, Lone Star is another great Lone one, Star's a great mm-hmm. movie, Hey Hey. That's really about America. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, not it, unfortunately. Unfortunately for those people that that uh, think that America is for white people, uh, or the people that have been here for so many years, it's not. Like Lone Star is all about. This is America. Yeah, it, it takes place on the border, and yeah, it's a yeah. murder mystery, mm-hmm. and and it's just amazing that he can tell these great stories that encapsulate all the things that you were just saying. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and in a very complicated way. Yeah, because the thing was, most most Hollywood movies are very very simple, mm-hmm. um, but John Sills really does capture the complexity while at the same time telling great stories. Yeah, yeah. Stud, I think Studs Terkel said uh, John Sills was. Uh, his movies are all about the community as hero. Mm, yeah. You know, which I thought was a good quote. Yeah. Mm, it, yeah. yeah there's some movies that are very like, quintessentially about the city. Like, you know, Woody Allen had, had done, did that very well about the white version of Manhattan. Yeah. You know? yeah. But the, I don't think that there is a good one. Well, maybe Chinatown. But in L.A., like, they're not. Are there good movies that Boogie sort Nights. Of, Boogie Nights. Oh, yeah. To me, Boogie Nights is like an incredibly American story. And it's, you know weird but it's i loved boogie nights. yeah yeah and it's it's very to me very american and very la oh, tyson is saying that um american kid in a trailer park who can't get into college um the college he wants but is great at a video game and saves the universe makes the last star starfighter the most american movie uh, what a kiss up tyson Jesus. come on i think that's it's kind of true <laughs> yeah yeah I like did the last starfighter nice. come out before ender's game uh, i mean the, the book the book oh yeah. i don't know um, they're I very. Know. I can look it up. Yeah, they're very similar. Th- they are. Yeah. So, what is the quintessential American movie? I I don't know. Oh, you didn't. I ha- you don't. Have, I thought so, I thought I, you were building to. And oh, it no, is no American movie. Norma Ray. I was just I was just got excited as oh. a as a lecturer, and oh. I decided I was going to use this podcast to recapitulate everything I've talked about. All uh, no recapitulate. Did you no. grow up as a lefty? Did I grow up as a lefty? Um, we said. Basically, although not as much, I became more of a lefty as a uh, college student. Uh-huh. Um, but when I was uh, in high school, when I was in growing up in Saratoga, uh, my dad was a- Saratoga, uh, California. California, yes. My dad was a Republican. My mom was a Democrat. And and my dad was a like a military conservative Republican. My mom was like a bleeding heart. Right. Like red in the face, you know, <laughs> blue collar, like, you know, all the Republicans should die. You know. <laughs> That must have been fun. So, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, did you grow up on a farm? No, no. no we, uh, we had my family 
moved there. They originally moved there and they bought a ranch. They bought right, a, right. a prune ranch. Right. And this was my cousins and my great grandmother and this whole sort of tribe of people. That oh, you lived on a compound? Well, I didn't. I didn't. My oh, brothers and oh, sisters did. My yeah. dad built a house and, you know, we had like gravity fed water and stuff like that. But that was before I was born. Then, then, because my brothers and sisters are like 10 years older than me. Uh-huh. So, um, so by the time I was the first, I was the kid born in the new house and the uh-huh. new house, my dad built on this piece of land that he sort of, you know, bought on time and, you know. Imagine how much that's worth now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Th- so this is right in the heart of Silicon Valley, you know. It's oh, actually that, not that, in the heart of Silicon Valley. Santa it's Pilgrim. it's the place where the rich people go. Yeah. To work in Silicon Valley. Then they go live there. Right. They go live in my hometown, which is this like one street, like sort of former logging town that has a, you know. But now it's all super. I mean, it's great. I love it. I love my hometown. Yeah. But, but it's. It's very different than it used to be. You know, we used to have you know, Wimpy's Burgers, and you know, it's very weird know. going up. So yeah. I grew up a couple towns do- over oh, in really? yeah. another like Richie Rich town yeah. now. Like, yeah. it, and it's crazy. You know, that's where the town I. That's where like the president, like the owner of Google, whatever Sergey Brin, he lives there in my hometown yeah. now, and it's just it's so weird. What going town back is that? There. Los Altos Hills. Oh, yeah, Los Altos Hills. Those are the yeah. two big. Places there, Los Altos Hills and Saratoga, yeah. and Atherton, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And Atherton, those are the big, like, big, yeah, big. It, 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 you I can't don't get recognize. in there for under ten million dollars. No, I don't recognize <laughs> it going back at all. It's it's so weird. That's wild. Yeah, you know, but so, it also has this great proximity to the mountains. Like we're right at the foot of the Santa Cruz Mountains and mm. stuff. So there's this whole kind of hippie vibe too. Yeah, and when you go, you can always go up to Castle Rock and go yeah. biking, and there's redwood trees. La and, and there's all these hippies and you know, hillbillies yeah. and stuff living up. It's in true. Yeah, like in these old, like beat up old houses yeah. and, you know, redwood houses and stuff. So what, what do you have next for, like, uh, in after this amazing play that we're doing? <laughs> what do I have next? I don't know. I don't know. Have you been, I have no idea. Have I, you been going out a lot? I haven't. I, you know, when I finished the Moondark Quartet, I kind of sort of took a break and just kind of said, I, I just want to do what I want to do. I don't want to. That sounds awesome. I'm, I'm, yes, it's, it's uh, I, I've been sort of doing the, since I was 20, I've been, I've been doing the sort of gotta be an actor, gotta, you know, gotta make money, gotta do whatever. And, and I just decided, no, I've I have a kid now, and I'm I'm just not I'm not gonna do that for a while and see how see how it changes. Because because what happened was that um, I was doing you know film and TV for I don't know a long time, and then and then uh, when I did the play, I kind of went out of I was kind of out of circulation. So and I was you know I was doing it every night, and people liked me and everything like that, but. But but my agents were like, yeah, yeah, but you haven't done any movies. And I said, yeah, that's because I've been on Broadway. <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, well, they don't care. Nobody cares. So uh, so I didn't I didn't get a lot. I had to kind of like start over after doing this thing that was like, you know, I made a ton of money doing that, and you know, more money than any movie job I ever did. And uh, how long how long were you doing that? Uh, like four years. That's awesome. And yeah. so you were in New York for four years. I was uh, in uh, Chicago and New York for four. Years. I was in New York. I was in New York for two and a half years. I was in Chicago for a year and a half. And, and then, uh, then you moved. You moved back after that. Well, I, I own a house here, so right. So I, I didn't really move away. I'm actually, actually, I'm wondering about your son. Like he's 14 now. Oh, he's 14. Yeah. So he, he went to he went and, to school in uh, first first through third grade. He went to school in New York. Uh, okay. And then they were here when I was in Chicago. Okay. But so he's a he's a New York kid, which my wife is very happy about. Yeah. He's got to go to you know, whatever New York school for like three years. <laughs> Um, does he does he does he identify as a New Yorker then? No, 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 no. He doesn't. He doesn't. 
yeah. think about. He doesn't think. Is about he in it. high school now? Yeah. Where? Um, uh, he actually does a computer. He does it on the computer. Online? Yeah. K K twelve yeah, or yeah. yeah. It's really great. We did you that realize a bit. it's really great. You know why? Because uh, for us, after nineteen seventy eight, when all the money fell apart, yeah. and, and all the colleges went, and all the high schools went, they became really dangerous. It was like you you wouldn't send your kid to high school, the public high school, because it was just too dangerous. Where the would he go? Would he go to Hollywood High? Uh, I don't know. Probably it was good enough for Nick Cage. Yeah. Why? Why can't he go? Huh? <laughs> but I mean, it's like it, it, that that idea that this sort of construct that you got to worry about whether the you know kids are people are carrying guns to school or whatever mm-hmm. that we had in the eighties. It just doesn't exist. The teachers can spend all their time like teaching and it's really hard and it's mm. really good. It's mm. like the stuff that he's learning is really, really good. And I was like, wow. Oh, it's because they don't have to, you know, take guns away from kids and shit. And so yeah, it's like. Right. Um, Ender's Game was written in 1985. Wow. So Orson Scott Card ripped off. He totally did. Last Starfighter. He totally did. I, I have a little bone to pick with Ender's Game anyway, because so many people think it's the best science fiction book. So ever and then and then I say, have you read of any Harrison others? Ford. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a cruel book. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I, I mean, I see why people like it. I guess it's like it's not bad, but it's just it's really. I mean, honestly, people a lot of people go, oh, Ender's Game. I love I love science fiction. I love Ender's Game. I, really? Okay, it's it's great. Yeah. Have you? What read is any your others? favorite science fiction book well, besides your own? Um. The late, the best one I've read lately is uh, Ancillary Justice, Ancillary Mercy, and Ancillary Sword by. Oh yeah, um, you mentioned that one. Before. I don't remember her name. Something Lackey, I think. Not mm-hmm. Mercedes Lackey, but the new. It, it, those were her first three books, and just really brilliant. Um, but yeah, oh. I mean, you ask a geek about something Lecky like that. Lecky and Lecky. But and, why can't sci-fi be the great American movie? Why? Why did you pick sort of uh, hero stories? Why? Why? Oh, you why, should. Why, Star is Wars. An, why is an alien? Well, Star Wars isn't sci-fi. It's fantasy. It's fantasy. Yeah. But why, why not genre? Why did you go? Why did you lean towards dramas? Why yeah. did I lean towards dramas? When you were talking about like the quintessential American movie, uh, you, you didn't throw any genre. Why not? Why not Jaws? Why? Oh, Jaws I, is a great I, American movie. I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I, just, I, I'm having a hard. You're time. flummoxed. Well, because I can't disagree. I'm not just. Dis- you're, you're accusing me of taking a position that I I didn't mean to take and so now I I kind of feel I like should I, have been a lawyer right I should have, <laughs> I should respond to you and have a conversation but well the movies is, that you talked right. about are all great movies but but you just mentioned sci-fi and that wasn't a part of your your uh and your tirade a, a huge sci-fi fan yeah well I I should because they're not a, specifically about America but isn't Star Wars about imperialism and isn't, isn't it really, about america i really feel like i'm on the spot yeah, what, what's no this well, wait, podcast respond. About respond to him i know just answer me answer the what question what the fuck just is wrong with you question star wars John. star wars, star wars. Right. not right. not sci-fi star not last starfighter there we go it's kind of american yeah 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 do, do you do you like uh sci-fi no <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you for joining us. This week. I know I do. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I love oh, what's... Outland. How about that? Oh, that's oh, a good man. one. There you go. That's Sean Connery. Movie. That yeah, one. Sean Connery in space. No one can hear you. Space Scott. It's high noon in space. High noon. High noon around the around Jupiter or Mars. I think it's Jupiter. Jupiter. What's yeah. your favorite sci-fi Jupiter. movie? Jupiter. Well, I have to actually say uh, Star Wars, but but um, that's not sci-fi. No, you're right. Okay. Well, no, Marty said that. I'm not. I'm. I'm just parroting what he said. I don't. That's the way I like it. I think that's the uh, way I like it. 
<laughs> Maybe Terminator or Terminator Two might be Terminator up there. Terminator Two is a good movie. Yeah, not THX one one three. Oh God, have you tried to watch that? I, I have. I have tried, and uh, it really is uh, plotting a, a, a clue to what was to come. Yeah. Have you ever seen Dark Star? Oh yeah, Dan O'Bannon. Yeah, yeah. Dan yeah. O'Bannon. The guy yeah. surfs into oh, a John star, Carpenter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. sort of like a parody of sci-fi movies. Did you? I, you know, I you saw it when I was New like, York. man, I love Escape 15. from New York. Oh my god! Oh, that's a great movie. Wait, was, yeah, is Dark Star you comedy? Know, I saw yeah. Escape okay. from L.A. I was one of the five people to see Escape from L.A. Did yeah. anyone see Escape? I saw, from I saw it. I saw it in the theater. We were all in the theater together. So Escape from L.A. is all about an electromagnetic pulse, right? I mean, that's the that's the big device that's going to ruin everything. Yeah, I'm. We saw that movie in Century City and right at the moment, honest to God, right at the moment where they get they hit the button and the electromagnetic pulse goes out and destroys all of power, the power goes out. It's in the theater. Did you think it was part of the movie? I did. <laughs> I thought it was because all of a sudden it goes and the, then the lights come up and then I'm sitting there going, oh my God, that's brilliant. And everybody else is like, what just happened? And I'm like, weren't you watching the movie? Didn't you know that that was, and then I realized it was a mistake. That's it was great. incredible. Uh, yeah, right. yeah. So you know you don't know how it ended. Well, I, I started. We all started to walk out. Uh-huh. Yeah. How did they uh, amend the situation? How did they? They were going to give us our money back, and then the movie started again as we were halfway out. So I just sat down and watched it instead of getting our money back. But everybody else got their money back. Uh-huh. But, but it was I, a power outage. It was a real power really outage in Century a, City. A, yeah. Wow. In the well, in that theater. Hmm. I mean, I don't know what exactly happened, but there was some kind of. Breaker was was tri- triggered at exactly the right time. It's amazing. <laughs> we stole a line from uh, Escape from New York because um, Nick, you know, worked on that. And uh, at the very end of Last Starfighter, when uh, I run, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but <clears throat> I run into a character that I thought was dead. And the first thing I say to him is like, "I thought you were dead." <laughs> <laughs> and I think I might have stolen that. I think I can't that's remember, awesome. but, but I was like, we got we had a little homage. To that's awesome. From New York. Um, I hey, you were dead. I thought you were dead. So did you get to know John Carpenter? No, no, because he didn't. He directed, and I mean, he didn't direct it. He wrote and produced and uh, edited. Right, um, a, a good deal of that. Uh, Rick right. Rosenthal was. I, I but you really didn't see him Rick. at the premiere or anything like that. I don't know. I can't remember. I, I just. I, I was. It not. was a blur to me. I remember. Yeah. Uh, because it was my first premiere. It was, it was, uh, you know, I first movie I ever made. So I was like, you know, I was, I was the guy that was like, had to be in character for all 15 hours I was on the set, you know? So it was like, oh, I, had that, I had that kind of energy. Oh, that's awesome. And I was 20, you know? Like, but, and you, you may get through the whole movie pretty much, right? Uh, pretty much. Well, yeah. it depends on which cut you see, but at the very end, uh, it was written so that I, I'm in the last scene in the movie, but but then they killed me off in, they decided to kill me off in the initial release. And then when they had a TV release and I think a videotape or DVD release, I, they restored me getting up at the very end. So, wow, really? I don't know. I'm, I've, I'm the man of, you know, I'm the cat with nine lives or whatever. I just sort of, <laughs> wow, that's weird. Yeah, have you died in a movie? That's, that's my oh, yeah. goal. Do you get paid less if you die? They don't have to feed you that day. <laughs> I did a mini series where I had this awesome death, you know, they a bunch of these Cuban mobsters, you know, stab me in the throat and leave me on the street. Oh, nice. That's oh, awesome. Nice. I want uh, that's the only reason why I became an actor because I want to get killed on Oh, X-Files. I died in X-Files too. Oh, cool. A bunch of boxes fell on me. <laughs> a bunch of animals and crates. Hey, yeah, fell have on you me. ever been, you know, shot up with the machine gun? 
and <laughs> no, I know I never that, have. That seems like the the best. That dad. seems like the way to go. They put the squibs on you. Yeah. Do you yeah. survive in flu bird horror? Flu bird. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wow. You know, it's quite. That's that's you quite can, a movie. Yeah. Flu bird horror. <laughs> the I, the image is, oh, is yes. great. Nice flu drive. bird horror. Everybody that, else dies. Me and uh, Sarah stay alive. And and. Uh, it's not bird flu horror. It's, and ca- uh, it's flu, flu bird, bird horror. horror. Yeah. Flu bird horror. It's, 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 see that one. It's, it was a sci-fi channel uh, movie about um, giant prehistoric birds that oh. that you know attack people. Now you got me. I thought but, it was just about the flu. Yeah, but then they added they had a, <laughs> they have yeah, the flu. It's got to be an epidemic too. So yeah. there's also a like a you know. You know so it's it's sort of it's ripping off birdemic. <laughs> Is there oh, a bird birdemic? birdemic? Is yeah. that another movie? Birdemic? Uh, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, birdemic, yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, no, the, it those, predates birdemic. What, ox? Is what? right? Am I right? Ox? That's ox a type of bird. Is that a giant bird? New Zealand, right? New Zealand. Oh, I, I think. Maybe. Auckland? There were some amazing birds, giant prehistoric monster birds. Wow. <laughs> they were. When I was younger. They used to be that, That's, that's a sort of nugget that we need on our trivia, our pub trivia team. So yeah, oh, I'll save that one. No. That knowledge. Okay, good. Um, yeah, they 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 can they can yeah, I haven't heard swim underwater. They're related to the puffin. Oh, I'm thinking of something else then. I thought they were huge. They're not related. The ox are small. Yeah. Never mind. I'll right. just shut up. <laughs> You're did off you, the team. Did you see the uh, YouTube rewind video? What is your favorite movie? Uh, Norma Ray. What, is that oh, American? Really? I was going to show that. Smokey and the Bandit. That's my I new saw favorite. Norma that, that is a that is a piece of Americana. That it's is like uh, that is Sally Field. Pointless. Like one? what is the what what is the journey the hero goes through? I need to get cores from Texas to yeah, Atlanta. It's important. That's it. That's the whole. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. It's, it's it's I watched it recently. Gumball it's, Rally. That's a good one. Yeah. I the, like that uh, Sally Field. Yeah, she's spunky. I've she's always good. been a fan. Yeah. yeah, she's good. Yeah. Have you guys seen Maniac? On, the the uh, TV Netflix, show. The TV show with uh, she's in that. She's great. It's uh, great. It's really good. Oh, anyway, a new show called Maniac. Yeah, Maniac. yeah, yeah. Ah, Forrest Gump is a good American movie. I think. Oh, sure. Um, I mean, it's a good American movie for a specific type of person because all of all, it's like the baby boom. It was the story that the baby boomers did not get to tell. What story did the baby boomers not get to tell? I don't want to like jump all over you just because you are a baby boomer. But geez, come on! No, no, no. It's like Oliver Stone, the voice of the baby boomers. They don't need another voice. Well, they have like all of pop culture for like forty decades. What I'm saying is that is that most of the the baby boomer uh, movies in the seventies and and eighties were about the whole sort of counter counterculture and everything. And Forrest Gump was about. The counterculture seen through the eyes of him, who he was mm-hmm. the absolute opposite of what the counterculture was. That's a good so, point. so that's what I've always liked about. It. I mean, I've, I, you know, I was more of a counterculture fan than an, I'm not like a conservative Republican or anything, but a lot of conservatives, Marty is yep. like they like um, Forrest Gump because because it it is it is critical of of that, whereas everybody else sort of. Um, idealizes the whole, you know, '60s thing, and 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 I just like that they did it a different point of view. And, and uh, I don't know, I thought it was, I thought Forrest Gump was a good movie. Yeah, about I mean, about America. Yeah, that's a good. I, I, I'm, I'm doing the the course again next semester. Oh, cool. But I I know uh, I'm gonna change some stuff up. Yeah. And uh, but the thing is, I only have an hour and forty minutes, so. Oh, it's shorter. So it's like Forrest Gump, Gump is the the uh, right reaction yeah. to Easy Rider. 
But it's not really. I'm not going to say Bob Gale's like a right word. Was it Bob Gale that did that? Was it? No, no, it was, it was Bob Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I mean, Bob Zemeckis. I'm sorry, Bob Zemeckis. I meant Bob Zemeckis. Um, uh, it was a book, right? It's not like yeah. he. I don't think yeah. that was. I think the book. May, the book may have been hmm. uh, that take on it. I didn't read the book, but um, it, it definitely is kind of like, well, that didn't happen to me because hmm. I'm from Greenbow, Alabama. You know, it's like it. Small town values pushed up against the counterculture. And it was just that thing seen through the eyes of this guy, hmm. you know, and, and, you know, the guy that, you know, the, the hippie boyfriend that was like such a prick, you know, that, oh, yeah. Remember, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Jenny's uh, boyfriend, he was such a jerk. And, and that bothered me because I'm like, you know, I like those people. <laughs> and it really bothered me, but I was like, oh, I know why they're doing that. They're doing it because, you know, sometimes there were guys like that. Not everybody was a, you know, not every ponytail, not everybody was a kung fu. Nice person. You know, yeah. Not everybody was, a, you know, David Carradine and Kung Fu. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, man, I loved him. I loved David Carradine and Kung Fu. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that was the first time I experienced cultural appropriation. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, because um, yeah, Bruce Lee was supposed to do it. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was all written for Bruce Lee. <sighs> that and been. so he was found in a closet, right? Is that how Who, he died? Carradine? Yeah. 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 Who? So. He was found in a closet. Hanging he'd he'd hung himself closet. and he was uh, auto-erotic asphyxiation. That, yeah. that is Ooh. the rumor. Yeah. Oh, I thought there was like pictures and stuff. Oh, I don't want to. If, if you ever find me in that position, just <laughs> cut me down. <laughs> Can we just make a pact right here now? I don't want, like, because every time I hear him, I oh, he was in Thailand and he was choking himself as he was beating off. Well, that is the premise of Father of the Year, the Bobcat Gold. Oh, really? Movie, oh, where his, it's... Uh, father has his his son dies of autoerotic asphyxiation and then he ends up telling people that he killed himself mm. and like which is the worst thing you know is that what bradley cooper did now in in the stars oh, hey i oh, spoil it that. oh come that's, on everyone's seen it he dies it's the movie come on it's a it's been out it's an american classic yeah um, but he hangs but, himself yeah, yeah. Ooh, but father yeah. that's the premise of father of the year like ah. what if your son you know, passed away that way. Would you say that he killed himself, or would you say I was jerking off and it just went a little too far? I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, or I, thank yeah. God we never have to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. That's that's grim. Yeah, it's that is grim. You know, I've Jesus. never really uh, needed to have my orgasms be even. But now more. I'm curious because there's several. I, and a kid I went to high school with. Don't that's get, how he died too. When I said, if you know, am I missing week, out? Is there is closet. there something when you're right, right at the point when you're about to cross over Apparently, the mortal yeah. coil? You just oh, world's have a greatest super dad. I'm sorry, that's world's greatest dad. World's greatest, greatest dad. dad. Do you have a super Wait, orgasm? What's, what's that? The that is the the movie about the father uh, who whose son oh, dies that way. That. Robin Williams plays a character named Lance. Really? Yeah. He and I have the same birthday, you know. Oh, really? Robin Williams, yes. Wow. Well, you have, you. your Ernest name Hemingway. is two nouns. You're right. <laughs> You're right. It is two nouns. That's crazy. I can't believe you survived your childhood without getting means, relentlessly teased. It's also two I, verbs. I was kind of. Pardon? Two it's verbs. also two verbs. You're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. It's two nouns and two verbs. Wow. I need to be, and it has five, all I remember is it has five letters apiece. <laughs> That's the only thing you remember about your name? We had a, uh, a teacher. Do you know, you know what your name is? is? <laughs> a, B, C, D, well, my, E. I, my name is a F, symbol. G, H, I, J, K. I'm not really, I don't have a, it's a symbol. Um, no, we had a teacher, a playwriting teacher at uh, UCLA named Gary Gardner, and he said, he was using my name and Shane Black's name as those are the characters. Those are the characters you want. Those are those are their names. People they think they made them up. You know, mm, pe- that's true. Those are so great you were in names. school with Shane Black. Yeah, I was in school with Shane. Oh, yeah. 
Was he nice? What's his real name? Shane Black. Oh, shit. <laughs> and we both have five letters in our name as well. Oh. oh. Did you no, he was he was a, his name is two writer. adjectives. Yeah. He was a, he was a great. I used to live. I, I lived with him briefly, and we were like six guys in this one apartment, and and they used to stick a typewriter in front of him, and he would just like single space, just write, just extempore, just write like the beginning of a, a like a pulpy detective novel. Wow, and he, nice. just, he had read so many of them that he just kind of. He just, it's like improv and he did like single, he'd write like two pages of it without stopping. That's a weird party skill yeah. to have. Yeah, it was, it was that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think he's a really good writer. Yeah, I have I not seen too. the new Predator though. Um, the Predator. The Predator, yeah. sorry. And Tyson says the book, The Forest <laughs> the Forest Gump is really hilarious. Mm. Oh, good to know. I, I have to say I was not a fan of Forrest Gump. Really? I thought it was too saccharine and... You know, I can see that. I can because I'm jaded and whatever. But it, it, it was. I'm sending like a, my character in the show. It went for six months in the theaters. Forrest wow. Gump was still playing in six months. That's in his crazy. Initial release. I mean, that's probably that doesn't happen anymore. It never happens. Never. Happens. Uh, well, let's wrap up here. We're at time. And uh, do you have anything you want to plug? No, no. Your no. TV show comes out in February. Sure, yeah. Okay. On Netflix. On the Netflix. Yeah, sorry, not TV. Not TV part. show. I yeah. that part. You have several. Oh. Well, no. It's, yeah, just, it's, 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 we'll, it's been. It's being localized. Okay. Whatever that means. So that means it's being translated. Translated into local Farsi. Local. Yeah. Just Farsi. Yes, that's it. Just English it, yeah. and Farsi. The Persians and, really and, love and dating dating shows. Czech yeah. and Czech. Okay. Yeah. John, you have your last show uh, your last class today so people can come and yeah audit. this is your last opportunity to come to my class to Cal Poly Ramona and yeah. crash my part you can come and watch the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas all right which is really the only film I could think of okay was short enough to show but yeah. no one's going to come so yeah please. Right. so you're just going to be sitting there watching I'm gonna it by yourself I'm going to be sitting there watching it myself and there's going to be kids if, walking in if it's in. just you are you going to watch it I'm actually planning on grading papers while it's oh, on. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know it all by heart. Yeah, and um, I was in a movie that uh, Harry uh, that Harry Selleck uh, made after that, which is called Monkey Bone. Oh, oh Monkey yeah, Bone. you I mentioned that. that. Yeah, Who do you play? So in? awful. I play that driver. Oh, very and, good. Uh, I did the casting director uh, was the same casting director who cast Starfucker that uh, John directed. John. Oh. Movie. So they called me up at the last minute because the driver they thought was a stunt part. So they they remembered me and they brought me in and and it's just I, I was trying to show it to my son and it's un, it's like unwatchable it's worse than the Christmas special it's really <laughs> oh, terrible well we we got to do a play about that uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so Lance do you have anything you want to plug uh, just our show special come see special oh, yeah. Thursday through Sunday uh, start it open opens this Friday, Friday it opens Friday yeah and then you're doing it on Sunday. At uh, seven or eight. Um, uh, Sunday is five. Oh dear. But otherwise, it's eight o'clock. Yeah, and then we do a New Year's Eve show New as Year's well. Eve That's show? on a Monday. Uh, so right. we do. Yeah, it'll be running for the next four weeks. Yeah, run through uh, January thirteenth. If you want to oh, check it out, that's uh, what specialtheplay dot com. Right, specialtheplay dot com. So I've been doing theater in Los Angeles for a long time. So let me give you guys some advice. Okay. 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 When you tell people to come see the show, tell them. That it's closing tonight. <laughs> okay, it's, or whenever it, the it's, day it's is. closing every weekend yes. for the next four no, weeks. But you have to say you have to say like it's it's you're just doing it on Friday, and then if they don't come on Friday, you tell them, oh, we extend it for one more day. Okay, no, I always suspected that. Yeah, yeah. otherwise yeah. people will say, oh yeah. I think yes. we're gonna get we're we're 
banking on there being a lot of nerds who are going to be angry that we didn't get every everything factually every, correct. Yeah, there's you know? going to be things like, in there. That oh are, yeah, yeah. That are the, not. It, but it's, is, it's really a it's really good. I mean, it's really. I mean, I'm not just saying. Are that. you having I, fun? I would, I would absolutely. I would I would trash something. Yeah, if but, I thought if I hated it and and it's it's really it's really good. But who's your really favorite fun. cast member though? Uh, Marty, Marty. I've, everything, everything. I okay, I don't know why I had to I was, ask. You should have just no, but, with no, that. literally, like in the morning, I wake up and it'll, it'll be something like <laughs> maybe he's not a fan of the Jefferson Starship. Oh and, yeah, like all the the lines that I remember <laughs> are all lines that Marty says. They're in that right Jefferson Starship. Yeah. Right? yeah. Jefferson oh yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining. Uh, maybe next week we'll have Andrew on the show, the the, the playwright, oh, um, yeah, because he's got lots to say about this stuff. But uh, it's so much fun to do it. So hopefully it's fun for you guys to watch it, and please do. And uh, we had one email, but it was for Cassandra, kind of. So, <laughs> so we will read that, Save next, that week. next week. Save it for next week. But fill our sack. That's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you next Tuesday. Last word. If that box. 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 has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.